from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Cara. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz, Roz and, Mocha. and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. What's up? Hi, my name is Clara. Do you guys come into work with fancy clothes, or are you guys allowed to just wear pajamas? Because no one sees you. Fancy clothes? Like, what's fancy in your mind? Well... Okay, well, I'm not a huge fancy person, so, like, fancy meaning, like, like jeans and a nice shirt? Or do you just, like, can you dress in, like, sweatpants or pajamas? Well, I mean, it is work, right? Like, sometimes you have a meeting afterwards and stuff, but... Um, well, like, and you we, know what? And we to be film everything you, that we're technically, doing Technically, if we really, really wanted to, we yeah. could show up in sweats every single day. Or we could show up in pajamas every single day. But to your point, we film everything in here. So we don't want to be, you know, posting oh, videos of yeah. us like in pajamas all the time. I I would say that when you're doing anything, especially this, which is you know, performing, I, I, I think that you, you perform better when you feel better. Mm-hmm. And if I, I don't know, like I couldn't wear like pajamas. I mean, no, I, but I disagree. There's, I think you perform better if you're comfortable. No, no, but what? But what? Yes, but, com- but comfort. But, but comfort is subjective, though. Like, I'm not comfortable in sweats. I'm more comfortable in jeans. Tight jeans, oh. right? Yeah, tight jeans. Yeah, but doesn't I? I can't breathe in tight jeans. But I feel way more comfortable in pajamas. But you can't you. breathe in regular jeans. Yeah, but that's that's, that's, that's you. Yeah, <laughs> that's you, not a yeah. You come in here huffing and puffing all the time. You just no, have I'm a difficult not, time breathing in general, though, right? Like <laughs> I was just built this way. Your your cardiovascular health is not. Uh, is not the best, but I don't think that has anything to do with your pants. <laughs> I will say this. I'm wearing a fancy shirt today. This was a gift. It's a polo. Okay. Yeah. So Maury's wearing a polo shirt, a fancy polo shirt. I consider that fancy. Okay. That's fine. But no, uh, but no, we don't wear, we don't wear jammies unless it's like a thing oh. that we're doing. Like it's Jamie day, but we, we haven't done Jamie day yet. So. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I mean, I don't dress up. I used to dress a whole lot better on this show. I used to wear like jackets oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I look at clothes I, so, you wear is so, expensive. Sometimes I look at old pictures of me. Yeah, but yeah. I don't wear them well though. Like I wear, I have expensive clothes, but I don't wear them well. I, I still. Well, look why like don't a you dress up anymore? Or not dress up, but like dress the way you used to before. Um, I don't know. I like read COVID a study. Hit? No, no, it was years before COVID. I read hit. a study that rich people look like slobs. <laughs> yeah, you read a study. <laughs> <laughs> I read a study that rich people look like slobs. Uh, no, I thanks though, Maury, for telling me I look like a slob. <laughs> also rich. I don't see anything wrong with weird. I don't see anything wrong with what you're wearing today. No, How no, much no. was that shirt? No, this shirt. Like, oh, let me guess. Can I guess? I don't even know. know Two hundred bucks. From. Um, how much? It's a what is that company called? Raw. Yeah. Yeah. G Star. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. Oh. Okay, so one something. Yeah, one something. Yeah. And my jeans, I know that I know they don't look it, but because they're destroyed. Your jeans are what, like two two hundred? More. <clears throat> yeah, but five hundred bucks. Uh, I think. Are they diesels? Yeah. Oh but, yeah. Okay, you're up there. But there's they're rips the, on them. Yeah. 
intentional, Maury. No, it's not intentional. Oh, really? They didn't look like this when I got them. Oh. I'm just rough on my clothes. Like, I'm like a kid. Like, my mom would always scold me because I she would get me something new, and I would come home, and it would have a hole in it. Yeah. Right? Like, just, like, I couldn't maintain clothes. Like, every, I was just so rough on everything. What's your name on the phone again? Clara. How old are you? I'm 15. Oh, okay. So, where are you? Are you at home now? No, I'm driving to school. Oh, okay. You're okay. driving. So, Clara, well, I'm when... I'm not driving. I'm in the car. My mom's we driving. Un- we understood that. Everybody else listening <laughs> understood that. <laughs> so, Clara, when you were doing, like, virtual school, right, were you dressing yeah. up as if you were going to class, or were you just, like, lounging around in, like, sweats and PJs? I wasn't in PJs, but I put on, like, a hoodie or something oh, and okay. leggings. Keep it simple, but... I don't normally dress up super fancy for school anyways, so. Well, that's cool. So, no, we don't wear jammies to answer your question. Um, I don't think we dress up as fancy as we used to, uh, but I think that we all do our best to look good. Well, listen, okay? Don't lump me in with you, (laughs) bro. Bro, you you used to match everything. You would come in here every day, and you would be so color coordinated, and this is before you had a kid, where your shoes matched your watch, Uh, matched your hat every day. Look at my hat and my shirt. No, no, no. That's matching. No, it wasn't the hat and the shirt. Plus my Tim's. No, it was every day. Your outfit every day looked like it was curated. No, every today, day. today I feel good. Every, I'm, I'm wearing, I'm wearing a black and gray plaid yeah, shirt. Yeah, you look good. Right, button up. I'm not saying you don't. My hat has black and gray in it, and okay. then I'm wearing all black Tim's. Okay, never mind. Let me, I, I would like to strike that for the record, okay? Um, I don't dress the way that I used to. Mocha still dresses fancy every Thank day. Thank you. Yeah. Can I say one thing before I go? Oh, wait, sure. Clara, before we let you go, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? I'd say Mocha. Oh, that's, Is it that's because a, I match all my clothes? No, I oh. just like your energy. You're really fun. And, oh. you know, what's wrong What's wrong with my energy? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you gave up long ago. <laughs> nothing wrong with yours. Uh, it's just mocha, I feel like, more similar to me. Oh, okay. 15. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> Thanks, Clara. Thanks. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Hey, what was going on at that church in Missouri with that pastor who's now on leave? On leave. Getting professional counseling. Did you see this? Shem, come in here for a second. I read the transcript. Is this what church is like? (laughs) (laughs) Is this what church is like or no? It's not normal? Come on, man. <laughs> not, not my church, at least. Do they still do, 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 they, like, do, do pastors and that, do they still get up and talk about, like, how to be better husbands and better wives? And, like, do they do that still? It just depends on the on the type of church that you go to. Like, my church, you know, my, my one thing with my minister is that he doesn't really sort of uh, preach that, you know, he's here and everybody okay. else is here. Right. Right. He likes to make sure that everybody feels like they're on the same level. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's so, the same. Listen, yeah, exactly. listen. So, so this guy, again, he's on, uh, he's He's already on leave uh, receiving professional counseling. But uh, this is Pastor uh, Stuart Allen Clark in Missouri talking about how women should strive to be trophy wives like Melania. Here's how way too many women are. I got him now. The chase is over. Hey, that's where you're wrong. The chase ain't never over. And by God, if he don't love me the way I look now, he ought to look at his own spare tire in the mirror. Now, look, I'm not saying every woman can be the epic the epic trophy wife of all time, like Melania Trump. Oh, God. I'm not saying that at all. 
Now, most women can't be trophy wives, but you, you know, like her, maybe you're maybe a participation trophy. I don't know, oh. but all I can say is not everybody looks like that. Amen. Not everybody looks like that. But, but you don't need to look like a butch either. You need to know oh. this. Men have a need for their women to look like women. A sweatpants don't cut it all the time, huh? Wearing flip-flops and, and uh, pajamas to Walmart, that ain't going to work. Ain't nothing attractive about that. It ain't. And, and when men want their wives to look good at home and in public. Can I get an amen? Oh, hell no, you can't get an amen. <laughs> but did he say that thinking, like when he said you should strive to be the ultimate trophy wife like Melania, in his head, I, I'm having a difficult time here. Is he thinking that that's a compliment towards Melania? Yes, yes absolutely. This guy's yeah. a big time Trump supporter. He holds no, I know, but, but Melania, that, but that up is here. the most. I know, but that's the most disrespectful thing you can say about Melania. But I don't think respect is really high on his list. But what right I'm saying, no, but what I'm saying is that how weird is this? Okay, that the guy like. Obviously, he loves Trump, and obviously, he loves Melania. Yeah, but it is he so really disrespectful. Melania. To Melania to say that she's the ultimate trophy wife. It's crazy disrespectful. Like this, days before International <laughs> Women's Day. He's wearing a Wonder Woman t-shirt, too, while he's doing this. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Stop it. Yeah. You know what? Sweatpants are sexy, by the way. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Hey, how did Alessia Carr do with the anthem? Oh, I mean... How did she do with everything? Amazing. She killed it, right? Yeah. Uh, I did not watch as I was watching the Oprah, Megan and Harry interview. This was for the NBA All-Star Game. She did. Correct. She did Oh Canada, right? Oh Canada. Pause for one second. What? Do you still have to sing Oh Canada when there's no Raptors at the All-Star Game? You do, huh? Yeah, Interesting. Why? I don't know. I'm just curious. Oh. Oh Canada. <laughs> I'm sure somebody brought that up. Do we really need to do that? That's three minutes we could use somewhere else. Oh, she got a beautiful voice. Yeah. Killing it, man. We see the rise, the true north, strong and free. From far and wide, oh, Canada, yeah, she killed it. It's great. We you stand on you God for I don't want to be disrespectful. Oh, God, here we go. What? But, but, the, but, oh, Canada doesn't lend itself to wailing like the Star Spangled Banner does. You know? Like, you could be a great singer singing Oh Canada, but nobody's yeah. ever going to be blown away by you singing Oh Canada. Or I've had almost emotional breakdowns listening to somebody sing the Star Spangled Banner before. Right. It's, like, it's, it's like, it'll, it'll change your day hmm. when somebody knocks it out of the park. Like when Fergie performed Stop at the it. All-Star Game three years ago. Oh, for God's sake. I was going to talk about Whitney, you jackass. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. You're, this is where you're leading to? No. Like <laughs> <laughs> what so proudly wave at the twilight's <laughs> last gleaming? Goosebumps, right? <laughs> You're such a troll. Poor fur. Poor fur. Don't, don't try to take a classic and make it your own. That's my favorite part. <laughs> 
You ready for the real big goosebumps? Yeah. Hit me. That's what you wanted to hear, right? <laughs> Even the tuba doesn't sound like it wants to be no. there. <laughs> Is it really now that I hear it again? All this right here. It's that bad, to be honest with you. Oh yeah, you like yeah, it now? No, Three know, years might, later? Yeah, for real? my mind. Because <laughs> I, I only, I'm so used to hearing the remix of this. Which oh, sounds so you want to hear the remix no, now? No, that's not what I'm saying. Classic. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I was. So, I'm so confused though over what the hell's going on in this. I guess the province with the red zone and the gray zone. Ah, uh, yeah. Welcome to the red zone, baby. So gray zone, baby. My my issue was. Okay. <laughs> yep. Welcome to the gray zone. Okay. My issue is this, is that I don't know what mm-hmm. jabroni came up with this color-coded system that we use here. But anybody who has ever come up with a color-coded system for anything, mm-hmm. red means the worst. Yes. Okay? But in this case. Gray is the worst. Right. Right. Gray is never the worst for anything. When you're in the gray area, eh, it's a gray area. Neutral. That's neutral, right? Gray means we still can't get our hair cut. Yeah. It's gray. It's gray. Gray is is a hotter spot than the red zone. That makes no sense. You wonder why things are so confusing to people. Mm -hmm. So when you say Toronto, when you say like Ontario is moving into the gray zone or parts of Toronto or whatever it is are in the gray zone, I think that we're doing okay. When you say we're going into the gray zone, yeah. I think we're doing fine because thank God we're not in the red zone. But right? no, now you want to be in the red you zone. You want to be in the red zone. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Like when you drive down the roads in the country and yeah. there's you know risk of fires because it's dry, right? It's it, the, the most extreme is, is the red zone. Of course. Right? When, when there's a threat of terror, the most extreme is the red zone. Um. When an emergency is happening, it's a red alert. Yeah. Okay. Nothing has ever said gray. It's so stupid. Right. And I know that there's one person who had the final call on making the most extreme situation the gray zone, and they need to live in shame for it. Okay. Because we've it had makes, these zones for months. Why are you like, it makes complaining no, about it Because it makes no sense. You should have complained about it back then. I, I when there was a chance I to was, potentially change I it. I was too. I understood that there was a gray zone. I understood yeah. that there was a red zone. Foolish me thought that they were flipped. Because right. why would I think otherwise? Because it didn't affect you then. Right. So when I <laughs> found out, <laughs> shush. 
Okay, I, I, I need you to just like not. I got you. Okay, I, I, got need, you. I need to just not like not harass me for just a second. Okay, I'm trying to make a point. It's very difficult uh-huh. when you call me out on things. <laughs> like all the information okay? is there on the internet. Just, Why don't you just read it? Just don't just don't call me out on everything. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. I want like, the rest of the just, conversation. Just don't call me. Like not not everything has to be a thing. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay, but I'm just saying. That the whole thing has just been very confusing from the get-go. Uh-huh. And then when they introduced zones, they did it in the most confusing way. And whoever thought that a gray zone was a more extreme place to be than a red zone needs to live in shame. Okay. Because nobody in the history of anybody who has ever created a color-coded system for any sort of threat has not put red at the top. But it doesn't even matter for you because you keep your ass indoors anyway. Okay. Maybe I'm speaking on behalf of others. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey, how are you, Mocha? Good. How are you, buddy? Good, good. Thanks for calling. Uh, What's your name? Hey, Victor. Victor texted and said, 11 years listening to you guys and never got through on the lines to talk to you. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we got your number, and I figured I'd call you back. Oh, thanks for calling. Yeah, so I came to Canada 2010, and I, as soon as I landed, I saw your ad guys on the subway. Yeah. And I look at I look at Ross, and it's like, no, that's a cool guy, so I should listen to him. <laughs> and I started listening. <laughs> <laughs> where Where did you move from, Victor? Oh, no. I come from Honduras. Uh-huh. In Central America. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So that, and you've been in my radio since then. Wow. So because you saw Roz and he looked like a cool guy, that's what made you want to listen to the Roz and Mocha show. That's correct. Even my dad said, oh, he looks like a rock star. I'm like, yeah, he looks like one. Oh, like a rock star. Okay. So uh, in the 11 years that you've been listening, Victor, do you still feel like Roz is, uh, is a cool guy? Unfortunately, no. He has changed. Ten years later, he's now grumpy, you know, complains about Netflix menu. <laughs> no, um, he's not the same anymore. <laughs> I lost. Hold. Are you saying I lost my? I lost my edge. Because you complain yeah, too you much. Lost, and now you complain even about Netflix menu, the roads, your car, everything. <laughs> you I know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I have no defense for this. I, I, I would like to say that you're wrong, but you're bringing up some pretty incredible examples. Of why I'm no longer cool. <laughs> now, Victor, just out of curiosity, uh, those posters that you saw for the Raza Mocha show, I was also in those posters. What was your, your first impression of me 11 years ago compared to how you feel now? Uh, you look like a cool, regular guy, but Ross was over the top, you know, like a rock star, like I said yeah. before. He has you look like a regular guy. He's a regular guy. And what about now? Yeah. Am I still a regular guy in your eyes? Oh, no, no, you're the cool guy now, Morka. Oh, oh I'm the cool go. guy now. <laughs> yeah. <God's sake. laughs> you know, you're always chill. You like everything. You're with the young people. You don't complain. You just go along with everyone, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm a happy guy. I love life. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. You can't listen, man. Okay, this is this is the the remarkable thing about about a country like Canada, right? You come all the way from Honduras, rebuild your life in a great city like this, in a great country like this, and ten years later, you're a troll. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's been in the no, making. I'm just telling you so you can go back to your edge, you know, try to get it back, get it back in there. Look, I, Ross got his edge back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, maybe, Victor. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go down and spend some time in Honduras. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? I know they have. I know they. Uh, I know they got like great surfing. Is, is it? Is Honduras safe? No. So I would never tell you to go. I, I, that's why I'm here, though. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So maybe maybe I won't go to Honduras. Yeah. I'm I'm terrified find, of anything. Find somewhere else cool. Yeah. Uh, hey, Victor. I know it's 11 years late, but welcome to Canada. Welcome to the Razamoga Show. It was real nice to finally uh, get a chance to connect with you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your dedication. And between Razamoga, who's your favorite? Smoka. Oh. <laughs> I knew he was gonna say that. I just needed him to maybe, say it. Maybe in ten in ten years I'll be like like Ross and I'll go with Ross, you know. So mm-hmm. call me back in ten years. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> nah. I love you both guys and you know like you make my day every day. I listen to a podcast to the radio and you are awesome and thanks for doing this during the pandemic. We appreciate it. Nah, uh, you're the man. Thank you so much, Victor. Thank you. Bye bye. Later. Later. <laughs> Shut okay? up. Shut up. Bras and mochas fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Bras and mocha got you. Yo, Rory, what's up? It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, Mocha. So the guy that I like isn't making a move, but the guy that I friend-zoned is... Okay, oh, wow. No. Rory, you're in it, huh? Uh, so, Roy, you wrote this, uh, Razamoka fixed my life. I've tried real hard to distance a friend who has told me that he has feelings for me. I explained to him in the summer that I did not feel the same. Uh, we talked over the holidays for a bit and went for a walk in the park after not speaking for a while. I told him that I had feelings for someone else and that I was trying to figure out my situation out as well. Then he tried to kiss me. Oh, no. The guy I currently have feelings for, we flirt a lot, but it doesn't go anywhere. And now I feel like I'm wasting my time. How do I maintain my friendship with one guy, but also make the move with the other guy? Mm. Yeah. The guy that you want to maintain the friendship with, this is the guy that tried to kiss you in the park, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can't be friends with him. I think so. Has he tried I any other moves so. since since that kiss in the park or a failed attempt? Well, it was so awkward. And he's texted me since, and I've just been like, uh-huh. Because, like, I, I, I don't know. It was too bad. Like, it was just like, oh, God, why? Now, so, does he, does yeah. this guy, your friend's own guy, does he know yeah. the guy that you have a crush on that you like? No, but he's tried to, like, find out who it is. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Do you like the, yeah. okay, so the guy you friend zone, right? Yeah. Why do you keep him around? Do you like the attention? You know, in the beginning, I thought so, but then he's a really nice guy. Like, he's a good friend. He's someone you can watch the game with, knock a couple beers back. Like, he's a cool guy, and he's funny and yeah but he wants more though out of this oh yeah yeah Yeah, so why so why why are you why do that though why why keep him around when you torture when you you know what his feelings are i and that's the thing i've distanced myself and then he sent me something over the holidays and i you know i said thank you and you know i got him a gift card in return but we hadn't really spoken like the odd meme was shared back and forth during the time that we you know, since the summer where he was like, I 
want to father your children. And I was like, no, oh, thank wow. you. Yeah. But you, but you, you sort of like the attention, right? This is a guy who will do anything for you. And why would you want to give that up? Right. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, yeah, you can't do that. That's uh, <laughs> you, you, you can't be friends with this guy. Yeah. Okay? You're right. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, it's not going to work and, and it, and it's borderline uh, manipulative on your <laughs> part. Now I'm not saying, I uh, know we got a lot to talk about with him because if you say you're not interested and then the man tries to kiss you to try and convince you that is also wrong on so many levels okay thank you um, yes but 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 why are you keeping him around you love the attention and then so he winds up getting mixed messages i don't know but i i told him i had a heart to heart and i said you know i respect your feelings but i don't feel the same way and it just doesn't get through to him i thought like okay maybe if i you know gave him the benefit of the doubt and explained yeah. that there's nothing wrong with him feel a different way right now that maybe we could move past it and still be friends. But what, okay. So what would your, what would your play be if if the guy that you like decided to come around and, and shoot a shot and then you guys hooked up, right? Yeah. You still going to be friends with the guy that you friend zoned? hope we could have a friend. No, no, you no. can't. You're going to do that oh, to Hold worry. on. You're going to do that to your new boyfriend. You're going to get in a relationship with a brand new guy and then you're going to and then and then your boyfriend is going to now have to deal with some guy who's pining for you uh who you still keep around for what? Yeah, selfishness. Damn. So bright. This new guy, the guy that you like that doesn't like you back. Like how long have you been trying to get with him? Like a year. Okay, but he what? And what did he say to you? Like, have you made your your feelings known to him? So I feel like we've been playing this, like, really dumb game of cat and mouse. And, like, sometimes, like, he really made a move over the holidays. But to me, it was, like, so we hadn't spoken and we hadn't seen each other for so long. since Like, October, I was like, okay, what is happening here? And then when I finally, like, reciprocated, he was like, oh, oh, sh- I think like for him, it was like a move and then he retracted and then I went back and then like, we just, we have crazy intense chemistry. Everybody sees it, but like neither of us have made, I don't know, the right move at the right time. I'll tell you this, this is such a unique sounding situation because what it sounds like to me is that you are an individual who friend zoned somebody who won't get the hint but you are also the individual who has been friend zoned and won't get the hint. Yeah. Have you never made that, made that comparison or seen that connection? No. Yeah. Welcome to the friend zone. Yeah. Ask the other guy how it feels. Yeah, exactly. You, you actually have more in common with the other guy than you do with the guy you like. So true. You're both living in the friend zone. Yeah. More than enough room. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all the space. Oh, no. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, you need new people in your life, girl. You don't want one guy. The other guy doesn't want you. Like, come on, Rory. Like, you're sitting here complaining about a guy who's sitting around and won't take no for an answer and won't take a hint. Uh, and is like doing all he can and trying too hard and doing too much. But here you are a year later, <laughs> a year later after pining a, a, over a guy being like, why won't he make his move? Because you're in the friend zone. Oh, no. <laughs> I, this is why I wanted you guys to say it. Oh, no. <laughs> you had oh, a feeling, no. though, right? You had a feeling you were in that I- friend zone.
I had a feeling that's so what I was like, you know yeah. who's going to give it to me the realest? Rosin Polka. Yeah. Confirmation right there. <laughs> Rory, move on, girl. Move on with your life. Move on from both of them. I will. You, you, I sound, will. you sound like you're a ton of fun. You got a great laugh. Thank you. Just not too perceptive, I guess. I uh, guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rory. Thank you. Have a good one. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Roz and Mocha's DM Deep Dive. When you have nothing to say, why do you always say it to us? Hello, Deepa. Hello, how are you guys? Good. How are you? So I'm De- good. Deepa's in charge of our DMs now because um, we get an incredible amount of DMs and we don't get a chance to get to all the DMs, and nor do I want to read all of the DMs. <laughs> no? Uh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. No, oftentimes the DMs is the one place I don't want to go. It goes the it goes the comment section on YouTube. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the number one place is I avoid. People are mean. That is where the devil lives, yes. Deepa. Uh, and then, and then the DMs are the place I avoid. But we we figured that we would, if we're going to dive into the DMs, mm-hmm. that um, Deepa is the person to help us through this. So, Deepa, welcome to the show. Thank you. And uh, I don't know how deep you had to dive. Oh, oh no. Uh, oh, oh, deep into the ocean of DMs. I'm glad that you threw your dirty work on me. You're like, read the DMs. And I'm like, okay. I know. Sorry about that. Oh, but no. anyway, anyway, this is how, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to try and do this every day where we start going through uh, all the DMs that we don't get a chance to get to. And uh, Deepa is going to curate all of them for us. So uh, if you do want to be a part of this, just DM us anywhere. You have the codes to everything. Right? Everything. Everything everywhere. Just hit us up in a DM wherever we can be DM'd, or you can always text us. You can do all that stuff. Uh, so, DM, uh, so, Deepa, what do you want to start with? Ooh, okay. So, first of all, I want to say that there's a wide range of DMs that you guys get from admiration to some really random crap. Okay. So okay. I want to get to the random stuff first. So, the first okay, one is Hey, Roz and Mocha, listening to the podcast on the way to work, you were talking about breakfast. And the question was Can breakfast be any time of the day? Well, if you look at the hours without eating, because you were sleeping, so technically fasting, and when you eat, you break the fast, so I guess it can be any time of the day. Oh, God, this is why I don't go in the DMs. <laughs> you don't want to get into this No, I don't want to get into this now. Uh, this is the, why you, you got to bring this back up? <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to. I love this. Okay, I'll, you, I'll be honest with you right now, Deepa. Okay, the reason I don't want to talk about this now is because we talked about this once before, and yeah. I was very, very passionate in my response. My problem is I don't remember what I said. So be passionate about another <laughs> no, because because I'm going to wind up contradicting myself and then getting <laughs> yeah, called out on true. it. That's true. No one has to reply to another DM. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? Do you have um, a thought on when breakfast is or whatever they want to know? I feel like it's just in the morning because then the lines start to blur. Like, if you're breaking a fast, if you take a nap, technically then can't, like, chicky nuggies be breakfast? Like, can cake be, can cake be breakfast? Like, that's where I'm just like, where does the line, like, So is breakfast stop? then is breakfast then the time of day or is it breakfast then what you eat? I think breakfast, for me, I think it's time of day. Okay. Right? Because if I want to eat eggs and bacon and toast for dinner, I would still consider that dinner if I'm eating it post like 5 p.m. Well, that's called breakfast for dinner. That's actually like a term that people use. I don't know if you guys ever watch Wizards of Waverly Place. Excuse me. But it was like a thing. (laughs) 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 It it was a thing. Okay. Okay. What else we got? Okay. The next one is, this is a really grateful one. So this comes from Lenzo. I'm a grade two teacher who's been currently teaching online since September. A lot of people are are agreeing with Rosamoka saying March break shouldn't be canceled. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having these conversations and showing our side as educators 
as to why it's important to give these little ones their March break and give them some non-screen time. Agreed. But yeah, they changed 100%. it anyway. I know. I know. They change break. it, but still, it's such a disappointment because you, you know, for kids, they, they look forward, and it's for parents, too. Mm-hmm. They look forward to, to March break, right? Having your traditional time of period in March mm-hmm. and having it pushed back. I don't know. I just, uh, it doesn't, it just doesn't feel right for me. I agree. It's like, for me, I'm thinking of it, like, from my perspective as well. If they changed a long weekend date, I would lose my crap. I'd be like, are you kidding me? I've planned Guys. accordingly to this. So, like, right. March break being changed to April. It's, it's not no June 2 for you, savages. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell right? you what's so sad? Yeah. What? Okay. This is the era that we're living in right now. Okay. okay. The time period that we're living in. Yeah. I look forward, so which is why I sympathize with educators and the kids for March break. And not screwing with March break. Because if we need something to look forward to at any time, now is the time. Yes. I have an app, a countdown app on my phone (gasps) where I have been this year so far, been counting down the days (laughs) until like the next long weekend. Mm -hmm. So. So do you really? Do <laughs> <laughs> you have the same one? It's not just me. <laughs> yes. Literally January fourth, the day yes! walked in. I, like, I did the same thing. Yes. You two nerds. Oh uh, Deepa, thank you so much. That is uh, uh, Deepa diving into our uh, DMs. We're gonna try and do this every day. Again, if you want to DM us anywhere, uh, all, all of our DMs are open. Uh, Deepa's yeah. gonna go through as often as she can. Just go and, on Google. And, just search Razamoka, and then you'll find like yeah. everywhere that you can reach out to or us. Just, or shoot us a text, whatever it is, any way you want to DM us, uh, DM us, and then uh, Deep is going to try and get as many together as she can, and uh, we'll do this every day. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Got some heartbreaking news on Monday, and that is, of course, Kim's convenience will no longer be on the air after the show wraps up next month. Yeah, and the weird thing about Kim's Convenience getting canceled was the way it happened because normally it's the network, like it would be like CBC or Netflix that canceled the show, but they lost their exec producers of the actual show. It's like yeah. the people who produced the show were the ones that walked away. So all of these people petitioning now save the show. There's there's nowhere for them to go. Uh, to help us break it all down uh, is Simu Liu from Kim's Convenience. Welcome back to the Raza Mocha Show. It's so good to hear your voice. No, it's good to hear from you. Uh, a lot of, geez, man, a lot of heartbreak over this. Um, when you came out and did your Instagram live trying to explain to people exactly what happened, it was really confusing because this isn't the way that shows usually end. Correct. Um, it's a highly unusual situation because usually you have, you know, a network that decides, hey, listen, we've, you know, supported this show for X amount of years. The viewership just isn't there anymore, and, it, you know, it's time to move on. And, and, you know, that's not what happened with our show. I mean, our ratings have been consistently really good. And so, you know, myself, uh, some of the other cast, I mean, we, we were really shocked and hurt to, to hear the news just because, you know, we know how beloved the show is. We know how many lives it's touched. And, you know, it's really hard to say goodbye right now. We, we feel like, you know, the fans deserved a, a true ending to the show, a wrap-up for the characters. And, it's really heartbreaking not to be able to give it to them. So the news broke on Monday. Since then, I'm sure you've had conversations with people who run the show, uh, your co-stars. Like, what do you know, man? Like, what's the reason that Kim's Convenience is not coming back after the season wraps? You know, a few months ago, we kind of got the news that our showrunners would not be returning for the next season, which was, you know, it, it was big. Uh, obviously, you know, we would have missed them dearly, but... Uh, 
you know, there was always this thought in my mind that we were going to work through it. And that certainly kind of was the, you know, was the indication by all the conversations that we were having. And then all of a sudden we had this call. Basically what ended up happening is that, you know, the producers thought, you know, with the, with the departure of the showrunners, you know, they didn't feel like we could kind of maintain the quality of the show. And, you know, that's a call that's above my pay grade. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like it or not, it's something that I'm going to have to live with. But, do you know why um, they left? I did want to make sure. Um, you know, I do, but I, I, I you know, I, I don't think it's it's on me to, to kind of mm-hmm. say that. I think it's on them. And, and I think you're going to maybe hear a little bit more as, as time goes on. But, yeah, I just did want to get in front of the narrative because I know, you know, a lot of people are going to be talking about my career and, about how, you know, things are getting really busy for me and, and, you know, that that might be the reason why we're saying goodbye. And I just wanted to get ahead and say, look, that's not it. I love this show. Like, I really, really love this show. It's got such a special place in my heart. And Jung, you know, the character that I play has such a special place in my heart that, you know, I, I just, I was so excited to see this through until the end and to give the show a proper send off. It, it really, it, it's a tough one, man. Yeah. And, and the cast and the, and the characters and, and when you had said that, you know, everybody that the cast, the characters and the fans all deserve better. One of the puzzling things from like, from my point of view is you have Paul who in the last year with Mandalorian and everything else is really like climbing that nerd tower and people are loving the guy. Like he's just had this incredible, uh, you know, streak of popularity. And then you got you who in just a little while are going to be a Marvel superhero. My, the puzzling thing is who walks away from that? Who has the two of you in that cast along with everybody else who's insanely talented? Who walks away from that and doesn't try and capitalize on everything that's happened outside of that show in your lives to try and make the show even bigger? You know what, man? It's, I think it's got to be one of those things that five years from now or 10 years from now, we all get together and we go on the Roz and Mocha show and we run the special of what really happened. Yeah. And, you know, there's probably details that I don't yet know. And, you know, it, it, it's just one of those things that right now, it, yeah, it feels like a shock. It feels like, feels like just the rug got pulled from under us. But I, I hear you on all of that, man. But this wasn't you or anybody else walking in and putting financial demands on a table that the show couldn't meet, right? No, no. And in fact, you know, we were all under contract for the sixth season, so um, we wouldn't have been able to make financial demands if we wanted to. It's, it, you know, the contract was there. Um, you know, the how much money we would have all made would have would have been there. I mean. You know, if anything, I think I think those of us in the cast wanted to do more. We wanted to see if there are ways that we could contribute more creatively or, you know, I, I wrote in my statement like I was really looking forward to directing. And initially we were, you know, we were, I was hearing really positive things. And it, it's just a show that we've all grown to love so much. And, you know, the, the instinct was to lean in, not to not to kind of fade out. Yeah. Uh, Simu Lu joins us on the Razamoga show from Kim's Convenience. Shang-Chi and the Master of the Ten Rings. The last time we talked, you said you were going to forward us a copy of the trailer. <laughs> I still have not got the trailer for the movie. Um, are you going to be sending that anytime soon? Oh, that's so weird, man. I um, I feel like, God, I could have sworn I sent that along um, oh, yeah. uh, a few weeks back. But, uh. See, just, just tell Moki you left it. I left it in my locker at work. They canceled Kim's convenience. I can't go back and get my it. My pass card doesn't, get, doesn't work to get into the building. 
That's right. I can't get in anymore, man. My key card doesn't work. Uh, Damon Moore is here, Simu. He wants to say something. Go ahead, man. I'm asking for a friend. I'm just uh, this person's concerned that with the cancellation of Kim's convenience, it might hinder the shirtless photos you post on Instagram. Yeah, are you are you too upset now to do any shirtless photos on Insta? Oh, man, you know, <laughs> I, I don't think anyone can be that upset that they would. <laughs> so, Thank God. Um, uh, Simulu, go. you know, we have so much love for you on the Raza Moga Show. You and the, the, the entire cast yeah. of Kim's Convenience, uh, we are just... Uh, as broken up and sad about this as you guys are. Uh, but just know you always have a home uh, here on the Raza Mocha Show. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much to our fans, too, for, for letting us entertain them for so many years. I mean, it's just been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. There's a trending topic that I saw that people were replying to with their stories. And this is one of those things where I know for a fact you are going to roll your eyes, Roz. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) And some of these stories, I don't even know how much I believe. Okay? Okay. So I'm just going to read them out to you. Like, do we know, like, these are, can I call BS if I I think it's BS? Absolutely. Okay. People are sharing the creepiest, most unexplainable things that happened to them. Okay, they're all BS. I can tell you that right now. But go. One person wrote. You know, on cold days inside your car, you can breathe on the window and draw on the glass. I got in my car, and as I look at the windshield, I see a few small baby handprints. I thought it was strange someone would let their baby play on my car's windshield. I had an urge to touch the baby prints, and as I touched it, I wiped away the handprints. The handprints were made from inside of my locked car. (laughs) B.S. Okay. Next one. Yeah. I was probably about 16, 17 years old, and I had just gone home some, from high can school. Can you put some creepy music on for this? Oh, absolutely. Okay, okay. I might help me get into it a little better. I think I need to be in the headspace to listen to garbage like this. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but go on. I was probably oh, about yes. 16 or 17. Okay. And had just gotten home from high school. My brother was in the kitchen making a ruckus, so I started to go down that way. As I passed by his bedroom, I saw my mom in there sitting on his bed with the lights off facing away from me and towards the wall. I stopped and I stood in the doorway and asked if she was okay and what she was doing. She said really slowly, just sitting, come here, I need to talk to you. I took about a half step into the room when I heard my mom yelling for me in the kitchen and then I saw her setting the table. I looked back to the bedroom and there was nothing there. I don't think I ever went back into that room by myself again, even 10 years later. BS. Really? Yeah. Don't yeah. find it. Come on. Nah. Okay. How about this one? Okay. I'm, I'm vibing out to this though. I like it. Okay. I liked everything that we got going on here. Driving from Northern California to Southern California okay. through the middle of the night about Oof. a decade ago. Okay. I was tired, Mm -hmm. and the scenery along the freeway through the Central Valley isn't very interesting. I remember passing an old silo, looking at my car clock, and it was 3.17 in the morning. Drove some more, I passed a power line, and it was 3.21. I blinked, shuffled in my seat, and passed the same old silo, and it was back to 3.17. I was in disbelief. I just stared at my clock for a few moments. Drove a little bit more, past the exact same power line at 321. 
I don't know why or how, but I went backwards about four minutes. Never experienced something similar or since. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> the same silo <laughs> no, at 317. Twice. No, it wasn't. The same power lines no, at 321 AM. No, it was, twice. It was not. That, that stuff does not happen. Okay, here's okay. another one. Oh, God, here we go. My ex-wife and I were sleeping. Okay. There was a small sliver of light coming in through the window from a street light, so the room and bed were dimly visible. Mm-hmm. Our black dog was at the end of the bed sleeping. Mm-hmm. I dreamt that I woke up, reached down to pet him, and he turned into a glossy oyster, this glossy black oyster <laughs> okay. thing, okay. which opened up to reveal okay. rows of gleaming glass teeth. I woke up to my ex-wife backpedaling up in the bed over the pillows towards the wall. I asked what's wrong. She said, what's that shiny black clam thing with the teeth at the end of our bed? Where's the dog? Bruh, we had the exact same nightmare at the same time. This still gives me chills. Okay. No, I don't believe it. At all? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. the same dream. Uh, No, none of this is true. Okay. None of it. I have one more. Oh, for God's sake. Okay. These are, again, people are sharing the creepiest, most unexplainable things that happened to them. Uh My friend Sarah was in a nightclub. (laughs) Drunk off of her face. Yeah. When she got an overwhelming urge to tell a total stranger that her leg hurts. By the way, her leg didn't really hurt. So she walks up to this guy and says, I know this is crazy, but I've got an urge to tell you that my leg hurts. I know that's crazy again, and I'm sorry. But the guy burst into tears. Turns out his dad had just died, and they made a pact before <laughs> that if there was <laughs> that if there was an afterlife, he would get a message to him saying a totally random phrase so there could be no mistakes, which they decided was, quote, I've hurt my leg. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> this the is creepiest, like, most unexplainable things oh, that happen. For God's sake, okay. all true, right? Oh, yeah, all true. Yes. You believe? No. I bet you believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I've heard. Yeah. My leg. I, you know me. I love this stuff, man. <laughs> I love. <laughs> Yo, the same silo twice. Oh, the for same God's power lines sake. twice. Oh. Explain that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. We are now at the one year mark. Of all things COVID in our lives, COVID shutting down the world, yeah. uh, cities around the world, provinces right across the country trying to figure out a plan as to what to do with lockdowns and safety measures and people learning and trying to figure out what the hell coronavirus is. Yep. Which means we are now today officially at the one year anniversary of Cardi B going on IG talking about <laughs> coronavirus. Government, let me tell you I'm all f- up there. I don't know what the f- this coronavirus is about. I don't understand how that f- was from Wuhan, China. Now all of a sudden this f- is a f- tour. And let me tell you something. I even go front. I'm a f- scared. I'm a little scared. You know what I'm saying? Like, f- they got me panicking. And a lot of you m- think it's a joke. Ki, 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 like I was thinking, right? But that sh- right there, just because you think you are mute to it, guess what? Your pocket ain't. Because a lot of comes from China. So if you wonder where your weave or your fashion over packages have arrived, guess what, bitch? <laughs> Coronavirus! Coronavirus! I'm telling you, it is real! Get it real! Woo! 
That was a year ago today. <laughs> that was a year ago today that Cardi B went on IG to give yeah. that rant, which then the very next day turned into a viral song. <laughs> break this time last I year. I know. Huh? So today is the one year anniversary of Cardi B Gosh. going on that coronavirus rant on IG. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Maury, come in here for a second. My love. Damn it, Maury, everybody. Um, we've lived without a lot of things during COVID. Yeah. But if I asked you the question, moving forward through life, not just during a pandemic, but if I ask you the question of what food you could not live without, what would you say? Oh, pasta. Absolutely. But, like but a specific? Specifically. Okay, pizza. Pizza. Yeah. That is the one thing you, you couldn't go the rest of your life with no pizza. No, absolutely really, not. Huh? Oh. Interesting. Oh, wait, no, but I can't go without hamburgers. Oh, but I can't go without steak either. Hell. What is something I could, I could not live without popcorn? Popcorn. Now, well, let, me, let, me, let me start naming some things off this list because I think that there's going to be a few of the items from this poll that may change the way you're thinking a little bit. Okay. Okay, so uh, a lot of people said milk. Oh, interesting. You're doing, yeah. you're doing condiments now. Uh, well. You know what? Can, can I say cheese? Can you ha- pause for one second? Yeah. Do you think milk is a condiment? I do. Interesting. So, like, milk is right up there with, like, mayo and mustard? I think because you use it with other things, like ketchup goes on a hot dog, milk, milk. goes on cereal. <laughs> okay, there we go. Argue me on that. <laughs> okay, argue me on that. Can um, I say cheese? Uh, because cheese you is can say cheese. You can say cheese. It's used in so many different dishes. Cheese is on this list. So is butter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't live without butter. I cannot live without chocolate. Chocolates on this list. Hmm. So like I just okay, had a, let, let's say food foods, right? Yeah. Like, but even you could even say like you could say beer if you couldn't live without beer. Like I oh, don't know wine people. You can say wine fries. Yes, fries. Fries is a good you one. You must have given this some thought. I have. I'm gonna say like the thing that I really would have a difficult time. So on this list, uh, peanut butter's on the list. Yeah. Burgers on the list. Cheese is on the list. Pasta's on the list. Bacon's on the list. Bread's on the list. Milk, pizza. Oh, man. Butter is number two. The yeah. number one thing on the list that people said they couldn't live without is mac and cheese. I wanted to say oh, that, yeah? but I can live without mac and cheese. Like, yeah, same. I, could, I can live without it, but I can't live without popcorn. Really? Because when I I'm watching TV. Popcorn. When I'm watching TV. Of all things, huh? Yeah, but I Argue love me on popcorn. Yeah. Like, I can't focus on a show unless my hand is going in the bag in my mouth. Really, though? Yeah. Popcorn of all things. Not even chips. Just straight up popcorn. I don't like popcorn. chips. Really? Wow. How about you? You must have given this. Yeah, off. God, I don't know. Like, realistically, could I live without burgers? Okay, so could I live without a burger? Because I could maybe do a version of like a sloppy Joe in a tortilla wrap. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And I could still kind of get that sense of ground beef in a thing in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Right. Meat. Um, could I live without pizza? Yeah, maybe I could live without pizza. You know, could why, you live without like, pierogies? You know, yes, I could live without pierogies. Without pierogies here's now. what I here's what I think I would miss the most. <laughs> okay, if if you told me I was no longer allowed to eat chicken wings. Oh yeah, right. Because chicken wings are are not something I can fake in another way, right? No, and, and it's and, very specific. It's very specific. And chicken fingers are fine, but they're not wings. Yeah, I prefer right? fingers over wings. You do, huh? Yeah. See, but then when you started mentioning drinks, yeah, like wine, beer, I could. Oh, I can't live without water. Beer, well, we, none I, of us can live yeah. without water, Maury. That's why it's not on the list. Beer, I could live without. <laughs> beer, I could live without. Yeah, but other like liquors, yeah, it would be very difficult. Really? Yeah, so like, you're gonna wit- go something like scotch over burger? Like you're really, huh? I can't live without jasmine tea. Yeah. Yes, you could, more Like a whiskey. We all know you could. Or a vodka. You lived a lot of your life without jasmine tea. <laughs> yeah, you only just started you mentioning jasmine tea like started. a month ago. And I can't imagine life without it. Yeah, argue me on that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So they're wilding out in Scottsdale, Arizona. Bath and Body Works is a spot on oh, the weekend. jeez. <laughs> I really thought we were going to get through the show without talking about this. How? Bruh. This thing went viral so quickly of this fight that broke out inside of a Bath and Body Works. (laughs) Jesus. So in the video, you see one woman fighting, like fist fighting, with an employee and then other people, like general civilians and then other employees, were backing each side up and getting involved. Right. And then they all ended up on the floor. What was the fight over? Masks, I assume, right? So there's there's two different stories, right? One story says that I read on the weekend, one story says that the customer was asked to put on a mask because okay. she wasn't wearing one. Okay. And then got into it with employees. That's how all fights in stores happen this year. Right. Um, the other story that's going around, uh, this is according to the person who shot the video that went viral. One customer was standing too close to the other. And before fists were swung, somebody says trailer park trash, yells out trailer park trash. And then the fight breaks out. In Scottsdale, Arizona? Come on. Yeah. Somebody on, on Twitter, because uh, you know people were like just wilding out, right? It's always weird when you see a fist fight in a place that just like you should not see something like that. Like in a Bath and Body Works, you never expect to see two people fist fighting, right? Somebody goes, uh, went to Bath and Body Works, and now they're back and body hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Right, it's always weird to see fights like that. Yeah. Like it's, it's so. It's my, I think so one of my weird, favorites is um, said like employee at Bath and Body Works serving up that new scented candle flavor or that new scented candle um, knuckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> 
like, come on, man. Fist fight each other all the time. Right? Everybody's, everybody's just fist fighting each other over masks, right? <laughs> like, of and, all and, places I know, in the world. And then the whole complaints start because, you know, some person is like, you're not wearing a mask and you're too close to me, but let me get my my hand right up in that open mouth of yours. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> let me stand in front of you while you're yelling. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And then I'm going to hit the ground and you're going to mount me. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like everything, like if somebody came after me, I would run. Like I would just, I don't want to engage in that. Another person on Twitter wrote, I have not been to a Bath and Body Works since the mid 2000s, I, but I will be going back. This is very good advertising. <laughs> what a treat. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh man, I'm getting so hyped. This is the weekend where clocks go forward an hour. Why are you hyped for this? Because. Isn't that what we're all messed up on Monday? Yeah, everybody's always messed up on the Monday after uh, a time change, but we get that, like, even well, now, this one, though. now, we still have, if you notice, after 6 p.m., the sun's still up, right? I know, it's like, yeah, and even, right? even in the morning, I got out, of, I walked out of bed at 6.40 the other morning, and the sun was up. Yeah, but now, beautiful. with this extra hour added to the day. Yeah, true. Right? You get that more, you get the, the more sunshine. Yeah, but I'm down with in that. In the evening All time. back is when you get more sleep. Yeah, you get it doesn't that. doesn't matter. Ex- I hope. Hour. Are they going to, is this it? What? Have they announced yet that what? this is the last time change? No, God, Because no. they want to move to a universal. No, 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 no. No, th- th- it'll never happen here unless it happens in New York. Yeah. Well, right? what are they like, waiting for? It, oh, yeah. it's, well, dude, they got, their governor's got other things going on right now. I don't know if, you, if you've heard. Cuomo? <laughs> he's got, I know. He's got Kissing some ladies stuff. on the cheek and stuff? He's got some stuff going on. And other stuff? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it would, it's a nice idea. I would like to, I, uh, realistically. Do we get to vote which time it lands on? No, no, no. You would just, you would just stay. Like you just yeah. wouldn't, you just wouldn't change it. It would be this. Yes, it would be, it would be this. When we spring forward, and then that's it. Yeah. And then in the fall, nothing happens. But yeah, you need, you need New York State, and you need Quebec, and you need Ontario to well, then, like, really. Why Quebec? All... What do they have a say in it? Well, because we can't do. Don't you need everyone like Cleveland? Yeah, no, no, no. But then everybody would. Everybody yeah. would just do right. it, right? Uh, but you but, need, you, like, but, but in Canada, places. in Canada, you need you need Ontario and Quebec, and nothing happens in the U.S. unless you get, I guess you get, unless you get New York State involved, and then everybody, everything will just sort of fall into place. Mm. But uh, but they are that we could want to. I mean, I think it's a great idea. So do I. Right. I but, love it. But it's not really up to us. I've always wanted all. to stay up and watch to see what what my clocks do. Have you never done that before? No, I did that for the first time when I was like, it just stayed like, especially on an iPhone or whatever. Yeah, right? it just anything at, that's automatic. That's at two a.m. Right? What's yeah, that? at one fifty nine. Yeah. Right. Or at, I guess it would be at two fifty nine a.m. Yeah. It just resets back at two. Yeah, I could have years ago. I could have had the flu. Right. Like mm. I could have been so sick, but I never missed a night in a bar in the fall when the clocks went back that's where the, you got an extra hour of last call. That's the oh, one yeah. time where I got super and never, drunk. I never missed it. I never, I never missed it. I always made a point to be out drinking. Yeah, yeah on a Tuesday, whatever. <laughs> I'm, then, a, I'm I last call the, guy. The guy in the microphone would do like make a oh, whole big yeah. deal. Oh, yeah. It was oh, a big last deal. Call. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, the reaction was a little bit different in the bars that I went yeah. to. <laughs> we didn't do, <laughs> we didn't, we, we didn't so much do baby bird arms and go, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So they uh, leaked Justice League on HBO Max yesterday. Already? 
So, on purpose? No. Oh. No. I think it was probably some intern who just put it up so we could go home and watch it later in secret. Oh, no. So is it out there? No. So what happened was some users in the U.S. who have HBO Max clicked on Tom and Jerry yesterday. Oh, yeah? And when they clicked on Tom and Jerry, what they got was Justice League. <laughs> All four hours of it? All four oh hours Oh, my God. So I don't know if anybody got to finish it or if once it was streaming, they couldn't stop it or what the deal was. Um, but HBO says uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League was temporarily available on HBO Max and the error was addressed within minutes is what oh, they said. Oh, minutes. Okay. So I don't know what that means if people were watching. Did the screen just go black? I don't know. I haven't heard from, I haven't seen any accounts of anybody who actually sat there and, and watched it. I would assume the screen goes black. Maybe you get a, like an error message. Yeah. But like if an you, error with playback. Or but if you're, like but that. if you're streaming, if you're streaming, it loads, like it buffers. Yeah. And if it buffers, it's there. Maybe it started buffering. Like it paused and like know. the screen froze. But people started watching and they thought they were watching Tom and Jerry. What a mess up. <laughs> the problem is that, that, well, the problem now is that the numbers, you're not going to be able to trust the numbers for Tom and Jerry. They're going to look at the numbers for Tom and Jerry and they're going to go, my God, this was a huge hit. We got to do a second Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Which, by the way, it was a good movie. Thank you, Maury. <laughs> Maury's <laughs> out here vouching I for Tom. I actually went to see Tom and Jerry for Tom and Jerry. <laughs> actually vouching for Tom and Jerry. But yeah, but you now you're not going to be able to trust the Tom and Jerry numbers because everybody until next weekend is just going to huh. be clicking on Tom and Jerry hoping that they get Justice League. Hoping that they are still part of the glitch. Yes, I bet you if you look at the numbers for Tom and Jerry, there's thousands upon thousands of people who watch the first two seconds of Tom and Jerry. Yeah, just and then to watch the, the first two seconds again. Yeah, and then watch case. the first two seconds again. Yeah, the analytics for it are going to be completely <laughs> like you, off. You will not be able to trust. You can't trust. I feel so bad for the people behind Tom oh, and Jerry because no. you're not going to be able to trust the Tom and Jerry numbers. <laughs> They're worthless now. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Girl, let's dish. Interesting. Um, Harry and Meghan with Oprah last night. Two hours. It flew by. What a messed up family. Watch the whole thing. Typically, uh, bedtime for me is 8.30, but yeah. that interview had me captivated. I watched the entire thing, man. I, it started... That's all, that's all Twitter was about last yeah. night, too. For two so, plus hours. So here, play clip number one, because this is the... The, this, the way that it started was, for, for me, there was like... I wasn't expecting to have my first, oh, come on, moment so early on in the interview. Everybody who gets married knows that you are really marrying the family, too. Mm. But you weren't just marrying a family. You were marrying a 1,200-year-old institution. You're marrying the monarchy. What did you think it was going to be like? I will say I went into it naively mm -hmm. because I didn't grow up knowing much about the royal family. It wasn't something that was part of conversation at home it wasn't something that we followed my mom even said to me a couple months ago she said did did diana ever do an interview now now i can say yes a, a very famous one but my mom doesn't even know that um and i'm in the same boat as everybody or not everybody a lot of people 
who were tweeting out last night. Like, there's no way you could live your life and not know a little bit about the well, royal no, family. It, it was just or, the part where she said that she didn't Google Harry. You right? Did that. I, no, you I, did that. <laughs> like, I just, I'm like, I'm like, okay, you know, maybe you didn't Google Harry. No, but I know. You know who Prince Harry yes. is and the family he comes from. And right. The kind of life that he yes. lives and leads. Yes. There's no way you don't know that, Meghan Markle. No, no, no. And I and I think that, and, and I'm not saying anything disparaging about Meghan here, but I think that there are a lot of people in America who the closest opinion they have on the royal family is just watching the princess diaries growing up, where you can show up to the palace with a beautiful smile and awkward charm, and then everybody is like, oh, my God, that's how we should be living. And you change yeah. the whole thing from within inside, right? Like, that's the sort of fairy tale. The realities of it are very different, but not Googling. Harry. Maury meets somebody once and in 25 minutes he knows what kind of car their brother drives. <laughs> That's true. Right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, uh, it's, but it, like all the behind the scenes stuff that she was talking about, like that stuff. Yeah. So real deep, real serious about that. And it, stuff, and, it right? and it did, and it, and it did, and and she, you know, getting into her own sort of met, uh, mental health and suicidal thoughts. That was a huge bomb uh, when she talked about how it wasn't her that made Kate cry. It was reversed. It was Kate apparently that made her cry. Which I think that both of those two things uh, can actually um, be the same. But when they started talking about the conversations that were going on uh, with, I gather one individual because Prince Harry clarifies it later, and we'll play that. Um, when there was concern about how dark Archie's skin was going to be in those months when I was pregnant, all around this same time. So we have in tandem the conversation of, he won't be given security, he's not gonna be given a title. And also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. What? And- There is a conversation, hold up, hold up, there's stop several right now. There are several conversations There's a conversation it. with you- With Harry. About how dark your baby is going to be? Potentially, and what that would mean or look like. Ooh. And you're not gonna tell me who had the conversation? I think that would be very damaging to them. Okay. So how, how does one have that meeting? <laughs> I, that I, was relayed to me from Harry. Those were conversations mm. that family had with him. And I think... Um, Whoa. It was really hard to be able to see those as compartmentalized they were conversations. Concerned that if he were too brown, that that would be a problem. Are you saying that? I wasn't able to follow up with why, but that if that's the assumption you're making, I think that feels like a pretty safe one. So at uh, and then when Harry came in, he was asked about this same thing. And what I gather from Harry is that it was either the conversation. I mean, what it what it appears to be. Because it better be somebody high up in the royal family, because if this was somebody who we've never heard of before or barely even know, then that's another story. But it's either got to be William or Charles, right? I'm leaning towards Charles. So a lot of speculation online last night yes. on Twitter was that it was Charles. So here's William, or here's Harry now, sorry. Megan shared with us that there was a conversation with you about Archie's skin tone. Mm -hmm. What was that conversation? That conversation, <laughs> I'm never going to share. Um, but at the time, at the time it was awkward. I was a bit shocked. 
Um, can, you, can you tell us what the question was? No, I don't, I'm not comfortable sharing that. Okay. Um, but that was, that was right at the beginning, right? Um, like, what will the baby look like? Yeah, what will the kids look like? Yeah, what will yeah. the kids look like? But um, that was right at the beginning when she wasn't going to get security, when members of my family were suggesting that she carries on acting because there's not enough money to pay for her and all this sort of stuff. Like, there were some real obvious signs before we even got married that this was going to be really hard. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. The one thing that I found odd about the interview last night, yeah. and it only hit me when there was like 15 minutes left, did you not find it odd that there was not one single question about Megan's family? No. With all that w- they went through leading up to the wedding with her own family selling stories and not shutting up about her? I think... Like, all of that. There wasn't one question when she was talking about the way that the tabloid press treats them. When there was all that stuff, when it was such a focus, there wasn't one single question about her family. No. I didn't find that odd at all because I don't think that... I think everything that they showed on television last night, they knew that people were going to talk about this stuff, obviously, today. But that's and for the rest huge of the to the story. And I don't think that they wanted to give, because so much attention with Megan's dad and sister. But that's what this conversation was supposed to be. Right? I don't think that they wanted to give them any more, any more attention. But it's not what Harry and Megan wanted. No, definitely. It's Oprah. Yeah. But there wasn't Maybe Oprah one... just doesn't care. Maybe Oprah only cares but about I'm the saying, royal family stuff and, but, but and, was, and Megan's time in the palace but it was or such within the family. a huge part of the story. Yeah. It was a massive part of the story. Hey. Her father wasn't at the wedding. Like, that's a massive story. When you're sitting there talking to Meghan Markle yeah. about everything that went on and you don't ask one single question about her family, to me, seems like an omission. I'll take to be honest with you. Yeah, she yeah. should have. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Yo, you see this Bethany Frankel thing? No, what so, happened? So she apologized. She had to apologize. She didn't have to, but she did. What? Um, Over to what? Harry and Meghan. Uh-oh. So before the Oprah interviewed yesterday, yeah. ran, um, Bethany Frankel goes on social media and says this, before the interview ran, she wrote this, cry me a river, the plate of being a game show host, fairly unknown actress, to suffering in a palace with tiaras and seven-figure weddings for two whole years, to being a household name with Oprah on speed dial, fetching $7 million for interviews, hundreds of millions in media deals. She goes on to say, I chose reality TV to work towards making money, to be scrutinized and criticized. I took the trappings and the beatings along with it. It's a rose with petals and thorns. People beg to enter the often toxic institution I signed up for. That was the life I chose. You can't play stupid and smart. Damn, Bethany. Okay. okay. So then the interview aired. And everyone was all Team Megan, Team Megan. So then Bethany Frankel says, I watched the Harry and Megan sit down. Emotional distress and racism must feel suffocating and powerless. Oh, I'm a polarizing, unfiltered, often to a fault, flawed person with a voice. When I heard of the interview during a pandemic, I felt like a, I felt like, it felt like a surprising choice. I'm sorry if I hurt or offended you. Yeah, wow. The end. Oh, 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 oh. Damn. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. All eyes right now are just the, like, <laughs> you got to see what Pierce Morgan's going through today. Oh, no. So we know that Pierce Morgan claims that he was friends with Megan, and then she ditched him because she climbed the ladder. Yeah. 
and he's bent out of shape about it. Still, after Still. all these years. Yeah, why not, right? Um, so we'll go through we'll go through some of this. So here's how it started out today with uh with Pierce Morgan. Okay, okay, and let's have the names. Who did you go to? What did they say to you? I'm sorry, I don't believe a word she says, Meghan Markle. Well, that's a I wouldn't believe it if she read me a weather report. And the fact that she's fired up this, this onslaught thoughts. against our royal family, I think is contemptible. I'm sickened by what I've just had to watch. Okay, and you then people might be, no, no. might be upset. Sorry, you can come to your, you can defend it in a minute. I'm just going to say what I'm going to say. Okay. This is a two-hour trashathon of our royal family, of the monarchy, of everything the Queen has worked so hard for, and it's all been done as Prince Philip lies in hospital. Mm -hmm. They trash everybody. They basically make out the entire royal family a bunch of white supremacists by dropping this race bombshell without... that phrase. They didn't name any... They didn't name which one it was. They just throw it out there so it could be any member of the royal family. And Harry says, I'll never say who it was. Well, you better say it fast. Okay, so that's how it all started. (laughs) And then they bring on uh, Dr. Shola Moss Shah... I want to get this right. Shagba Minu. Mimu. Shagba Mimu. And she's an author and historian, I believe, an activist. And um, this is how <laughs> this is how that interview started. Uh, your reaction to that interview? Let me give my reaction to you, Piers. OK, oh. I, I just your every rant you just give in the last hour. It's honestly, you're such a liar and a disgrace. Yeah, you're about to do you the same thing. Out, I'm giving you the platform. You talk about the you interview. You trash me every Mr. time you come on. You trash me every finish. time you come on, which is Let exactly the thing finish. you accuse me of doing. Let me so you've got finish. something to say about the interview, Let say Let me finish. You bring out coverage about Meghan and Harry on their wedding day and the engagement but conveniently forget to show the coverage before they got engaged, between the engagement and the marriage. Okay, so that's how it started. And, wow. And this is how it ended. Welcome to the show. Listen, you might learn something. The royal family as an institution <laughs> is rooted in colonialism, white supremacy, and racism. The legacy is right there. So you are now surprised that a comment would have been made by several members of the royal family about how dark Archie's It's not is. several members, actually. No, no, outraged. you can't spew you lies. All right. Harry and Meghan are we allowed to engage in any of this? Actual, <laughs> let me finish. Well, you're, you're not stopping. That Harry and Meghan had the audacity to speak that truth than you should be at the actual outrage of racism. Right, OK. You, you, Am I allowed to respond to this? <laughs> Am I allowed to respond yet? You, you can respond now. OK. I think what you just said about the Queen is disgusting. I think it's unbelievable. You, are are you talk you about are you talk about the behaviour of a nation. Am I lying when I said that? Allow me to say what I'm. Allow me to explain. Allow me to allow me to defend our royal family. Thank you. You tell me. Wow. It's a fun morning, huh? It's like they're cutting a WWE promo right there. Oh God, that's a fun morning. He was, that's exhausting. It's exhausting to listen to. I can't imagine getting in a fight like that and just over stuff that you just care way too much about. Anyway, um, yeah, she was great, though. I like when people tell people that they're scumbags on their own show. Happens to me all the time on this show. <laughs> right? I'm just happy to see it happen to somebody else. I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. 
So in the UK last night, they got the Harry and Meghan interview for the first time. It aired Sunday in North America. Uh, it aired last night uh, in the UK, and things are just exploding this morning. Uh, first up was Thomas Markle, Megan's dad, appearing on Good Morning Britain with Pierce Morgan, where he had this to say about the accusations that the palace and royals uh, were racist towards Megan. I, I, I have great respect for the, for the royals, and uh, I don't think the British uh, royal family are, uh, are uh, racist uh, at all. I don't think the British are racist. I think uh, Los Angeles is racist, California is racist, but wow. I don't think the Brits are. Uh, uh, Come on, Tom, spit it out. I, I, the, the thing about, the thing about uh, what color will the baby be or how dark will the baby be, uh, I'm guessing and hoping it's just a dumb question from somebody, you know. Uh, it could just be that simple. It could be somebody asked a stupid question uh, rather than being a total racist. Damn, Thomas Markle. <laughs> this guy's like ride or die for the palace, huh? Ride or He's die. Trying to get invited. He's trying to get invited to the next cookout. Uh, and then uh, Megan's half-sister, Samantha Markle, was on Inside Edition where she disputed a lot of what Megan brought up in that extra clip that Oprah played yesterday morning, which is a couple of things that Megan had said. One, she said uh, in response to Samantha Markle writing a tell-all book that they actually had no relationship and that she hadn't seen her in 18 years and that it had been 10 years before that. So Samantha Markle shows up on Inside Edition with all sorts of pictures of the two of them together over the years at Samantha's mm. graduation. Megan was there, all of this stuff. It at least appears they had more of a relationship than Megan let on. And then Megan's other accusation was that um, she only changed her last name. Samantha only changed her last name back to Markle after Megan started dating Harry. And then Samantha oh. showed up with the receipts saying that she actually put in for the name change in 1997 and then showed her college diploma, which clearly lists Samantha Markle. So there's a bit of a contradiction Ooh, you want uh, facts, there. I got facts. But here is uh, Samantha Markle on Inside Edition. I don't know how she can say I don't know her and she was an only child. We've got photographs over a lifespan of us together. So how can she not know me? I was a Markle before she was. I Ooh. thought that was kind of weird that Damn. she would say I only changed my name back when she met Harry. Markle's always been my name. She also has no sympathy for Megan, saying racism directed at her and her unborn child at one point made her suicidal. Depression is not an excuse for treating people like dishrags and disposing of them. Oof. Wow. <laughs> it's, a, it's a solid family. <laughs> Uh, Easter dinner is going to be lit. Jesus. Uh, apparently, according to the mail, the Queen, the uh, Prince Charles, and Prince William were all locked in crisis talks over how to react to the crisis. accusations that were unleashed by uh, Meghan and Harry during that Oprah interview. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so the Oprah interview with Meghan and Harry aired in the UK last night. Oh, so Because really? they didn't get it Sunday. Why not? So they got it. Uh, they got I it guess last it night. It was a rights thing. It was whoever bought the rights for it. They oh. wanted to wait a day until after. I don't know what the deal was. But they would have had like all the information by then. So the ratings uh, stateside, um, the Oprah interview with Meghan and Harry, um, 
pulled in more viewers than the Emmys and the Golden Globes combined. Oh, damn. It's huge. Huge. And uh, Pierce Morgan, we were talking about this yesterday, just going off on uh, Meghan Markle and Harry and his defending of the Queen and the palace and all sorts of stuff. Pierce Morgan gets fired up. Uh, well, this morning on Good Morning Britain... Uh, two things happened. One, Thomas Markle made an appearance, which we will get you that a little no, bit later. He did not. Yes, he did. Uh, but he, but uh, the weather person on Good Morning Britain, a guy named Alex uh, Beresford, yeah, um, went off on Pierce to the point where. Pierce then got up and walked off set. No. <laughs> you to, walked away because of the weather guy? <laughs> listen to this. And I understand that you don't like Meghan Markle. You've made it so clear a number of times on this programme, a number of times. And I understand that you've got a personal relationship with Meghan Markle or had one and she cut you off. She's entitled to cut you off if she wants to. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. OK, I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry. No. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. So, do you know what? That's pathetic. You can trash me, but not my No, no, no. no. See you later. I'm being... Sorry, can't this do this. This is absolutely diabolical behaviour. You, he, I'm sorry, but Pierce spouts off on a regular basis and we all have to sit there <laughs> and listen. 6.30 to 7 o'clock yesterday was incredibly hard to watch. Wow. Also, it's going to be cloudy with some rain. <laughs> right? Oh, uh, so additionally, uh, in a snap poll last night of Britain's, uh, nearly half of Britain's believe that uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's interview with Oprah was, quote, inappropriate. Hmm. Um, also uh, want to make note that Meghan Markle's half-sister, Samantha, who Meghan says that she barely even knows, uh, came out to slam the interview, accusing Meghan of using, quote, depression as an excuse to treat people like dish rags. Wow. Um, and the mail reports that uh, the Queen, Prince Charles and Prince William were all locked in crisis talks uh, all day yesterday um, over how to react to those explosive allegations uh, made by Meghan and Harry during that interview. So look Blimey. out for that today. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, Pierce Morgan uh, is no more on Good Morning Britain. There's a lot to get through uh, with this. So let's remind you, yesterday there was a fight uh, that went on uh, with one of the co-hosts of the show, um, Alex Beresford, and Pierce walked off stage in a half. Remember this? So I think that we need to all take a step back. Mm. And I understand that you don't like Meghan Markle. You've made it so clear a number of times on this programme a number of times, and I understand that you've got a personal relationship with Meghan Markle or had one, and she cut you off. She's entitled to cut you off if she wants to. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. OK, I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry. No, uh, uh, sorry. So, do you know what? That's pathetic. You can trash me, but not my own No, 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 no. See I'm, you later. I'm being... So sorry, can't this do this. This is absolutely ah, 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 ah. diabolical behaviour. You... He, I'm sorry, but... Yo. So... But the weather, man, like, this guy, yeah. his co-host, he's not wrong. Like, Pierce Morgan, well, when you break it down... Okay, when you look at the body, like, everybody was looking for a fight, okay? Sure. But when you break it down, like, he, Pierce Morgan is upset that they no longer have a friendship. No, he's Prince, Mor Prince Morgan, Jesus. Pierce Morgan. Yeah. Pierce Morgan is a showman, okay? And he walked off set because what are you going to do? Sit there and fight with Alex Beresford? 
okay? Or you're going to walk off the show because what's the bigger show? So he walked off in a huff. He came right back and they had a full discussion about things. Oh, did he really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, they had a full full discussion. Um, And so based on Pierce's comments the day before about Meghan Markle, and he had said when she was discussing with Oprah um, that she had suicidal thoughts and all of the other things, that the Mm. racist allegations, Pierce Morgan had said that he doesn't believe a word she says. And that he wouldn't believe her if she was reading him the weather. And they got 41,000 complaints. ITV did. Wow. Okay. Okay. They got 41,000 complaints. They said that there was going to launch some sort of formal investigation into this. Yeah. And so after the show yesterday, what it's looking like is that Pierce Morgan had some sort of meeting with them. Don't know why he quit, but one can assume that knowing Pierce Morgan the way we know Pierce Morgan is that they had asked him to apologize is what my guess is. And then he said, get stuffed. I'm out of here. Yeah. Bollocks. Right. Bollocks to this. To me, that's what it seems like is that they Uh asked him to apologize and he said no. So this morning on uh, good morning, Britain as co-host Susanna Reed had this to say, Piers and I have disagreed on many things. And that dynamic was one of the things that viewers loved about the program. He is without doubt, an outspoken, challenging, opinionated, disruptive broadcaster. He has many critics and he has many fans. You will know that I disagreed with him about Meghan's interview. He himself clarified his comments about her mental health on the show yesterday. There are many voices on GMB and everyone has their say. But now Piers has decided to leave the programme. Some of you may cheer and others will boo. He has been my presenting partner, Monday to Wednesday, for more than five years. And during Brexit and the pandemic and other issues, he has been a voice for many of you and a voice that many of you have railed against. It is certainly going to be very different. But shows go on, and so on we go. So, Good Morning Britain, their biggest competition is BBC Breakfast. Mm -hmm. And this came out today which was yesterday's show that for the first time ever good morning britain which is pierce morgan's show beat bbc breakfast in the ratings really and so pierce morgan's tweet right after their show ended today was breaking news good morning britain beat bbc breakfast in the ratings yesterday for the first time my work is done Also, you only work Monday to Wednesday? <laughs> Monday to Wednesday. Yeah, it's a pretty good job, huh? What kind of gig is that? Yeah, I know. I know. And then he also tweeted this. On Monday, I said I didn't believe Meghan Markle in her Oprah interview. I've had time to reflect on this opinion, and I still don't. If you do, okay, freedom of speech is a hill I'm happy to die on. Thanks for all the love and hate. I'm off to spend more time with my opinions. And <laughs> Also, suckers, I only work Monday to Wednesday. (laughs) Right. And causing all this nonsense, all this storm. Right. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So, uh, Pierce Morgan all over the joint today. So, we know that he quit yesterday. I'm guessing that it was because they asked him to apologize and he refused, is what it's really looking like, what went down. So, after the ITV Good Morning Britain show aired on monday um they had forty-one thousand complaints wow that's a lot one of which was from megan markle 
who filed a complaint to ITV right after the show on Monday. Mm. And it's thought to have been sent to their CEO. And Megan raised concerns about how Pierce Morgan's words affect the issue of mental health and what it might do to others contemplating suicide. Because if you remember, Pierce Morgan said that he didn't believe Megan Markle when she said how she was feeling and how she was mistreated by the people with inside the palace when she needed help and then they refused. So Pierce Morgan straight up said that he didn't believe her. Uh, And that's when all the complaints came in. That is when I'm assuming they told Pierce Morgan to apologize. That's when Pierce Morgan quit. Uh, Pierce Morgan just a few minutes ago talking to reporters. I believe in freedom of speech. I believe in the right to uh, be allowed to have an opinion. Uh, If people want to believe Meghan Markle, that's entirely their right. I don't believe almost anything that comes out of her mouth. And I think the damage she's done to the British monarchy and to the Queen at a time when Prince Philip is lying in hospital is enormous and, frankly, contemptible. So uh, if I have to fall on my sword for expressing an honestly held opinion about Meghan Markle and that diatribe of bilge that she came out with in that interview, so be it. Uh, And it's interesting to note that Monday's episode of Good Morning Britain, their biggest competition in uh, the UK is BBC Breakfast. Yeah. And Pierce Morgan tweeted this early this morning. Breaking news, Good Morning Britain, his show, beat BBC Breakfast in the ratings on Monday for the first time ever. My work is done. So he quit on a day when the show had their biggest ratings. Mm. And so... Take that for whatever that means. Crazy though, huh? <laughs> what a disaster. Here's my question about what a disaster. why he hates her so much. Yeah. At one point they were friends. They went so, they went for drinks one time. Okay. Yeah. So like is he mad that they are no longer friends? Or is he mad at the the way they became or their no, friendship ended? No, the way that he tells the story, okay, is that they went for she reached out, they yeah. went for drinks, they were at a pub. The way he tells the story, she had a couple dirty martinis. He had a couple of pints. They had a great time. At the end of the evening, she got in a cab and went to a party. And it was at that party where she met Prince Harry mm-hmm. and never spoke to him again, just ghosted him. And he has always accused her of being a social climber, mm-hmm. of using people who are above her for her own sort of personal gain and fame and notoriety and opportunity and everything else. And then so she had him and then she left that party, went and met Prince Harry, so she no longer needed Pierce Morgan. That's sort of the way it looks. But he's not her. But also, I just don't think he likes her. And yeah. I don't think he believes her. And I don't think that he doesn't feel that she's honest. And he's a big fan of the Queen. And then you wind up where we are today, which is. Which is get over it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, their biggest ratings ever. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Mm. So when everything was guanin with uh, Pierce Morgan on Good Morning Britain, yeah, he walked off sad and then came back and then he quit. Uh, his good friend Sharon Osbourne went on Twitter and said, Pierce Morgan, I am with you. I stand with you. People forget that you're paid for your opinion and that you're just speaking your truth. And then this conversation carried over yesterday on the talk, mainly between Sharon Osbourne and Cheryl Underwood. And things got wildly uncomfortable very fast. 
it appears that you give validation or safe haven to something that he has uttered that is racist. What has he uttered that's racist? Because I have a friend who many people think is a racist, so that makes me a racist. And for me, at 68 years of age, to have to turn around and say, I ain't racist. What's it got to do with me? Okay, how can I be racist about anybody? How can I? Well, 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 I well tell what? You, we'll be right well, back. What? We have more topics, so don't go away. And I think we don't should go. stop this. F- and don't try and cry, because if anyone oh, wow. should be crying, it should be me. This is the situation. Tell me when you have heard him say racist things. E- educate me. Tell me. I have felt that Pierce was racist in his stance against Meghan Markle. And the last time he was on this show, I said as much. And show. what was his answer to you? He's, he didn't feel that. He didn't feel that it was racist. He didn't... F- if he doesn't... If Pierce doesn't like someone and they happen to be black, mm-hmm. does that make him a racist? No. No. <laughs> Damn, bro. Best. Got too real. <laughs> the rest of the show must have been super awkward, oh, huh? I know. And the weird thing is, too, is that they're all sitting so far apart from each other, right? So you really have to yell your point. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people not happy with Sharon Osbourne today. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Kyle Lowry uh, addressing the trade rumors. These have been going on for a while now. He sold his house in Toronto, and the sort of rumors are out there. Um, but yes, talking. Because- Trade deadline yes. is in two weeks. Correct. And this summer, he becomes a free agent. Right. So the the, the question uh, was yeah, about those rumors, and then he gives his take on retiring as a Raptor. I will retire as a Toronto Raptor. So, you know, that if I'm here, if I get, I will retire as a Toronto Raptor. Uh, you know that uh, one day contract. Hey, whatever happens. That was oh. that was a great answer right up until that last part, huh? Yeah. When you say one day contract, that means your mind is in another city. Yeah, yeah. Because the one-day contract, what people have done in the past, in case you're unfamiliar with that, is you get traded, you go and you play seasons for other teams, everything else, and then when you're done your career, you often, sometimes anyway, uh, retire from the team that you had your biggest mark on. So you sign that one-day contract, you're a Raptor for your last day on the job, and you retire a Toronto Raptor, right? Like, that's the sort of way it goes. I was kind of hoping that Vince Carter would have done that. Yeah, a lot of people were. A lot of people were very shocked that Vince Carter didn't do that. Yeah. I mean, he was the guy, right? He like was. that was it was that was Vince's team until forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, play that again for me because it really starts out. I was really excited when I was listening to this because when you listen to it, it sounds like at first he was shooting down all the rumors about being traded. Yeah. Like how dare you? Yeah. But then I will retire as a Toronto Raptor. So, you know, that if I'm here, if I get, I will retire as a Toronto Raptor. Uh, you know that uh, one day contract. Oh. Hey, whatever happens. Yeah. <laughs> whatever okay. happens. So in other words, Thanks, you're, gonna go to, you're gonna go to Philly. <laughs> you're gonna see Philly. Seventy-sixer jerseys. He did, however, have a lot of nice things to say about the. City. Oh, he did. He did. Toronto has been my team, right? That's been the team I've been a part of. It's been a franchise that helped me become the player I've become, the man I've become. Um, I've helped, you know, grow this, you know, vast game of basketball, win a championship, this, that, and the other. The connection that we have, it's, it's, it's always been a home to me, right? It's, it's where I've become who I've become. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I'm going to break your heart right now. So why would you do that? Because I have to. And I have to break everybody else's heart right now. 
so the Critics' Choice Awards went down last night, yeah. and um, one of the winners was Alan Kim from Minari. And Alan Kim won Best Young Actor, the Critics' Choice Award for Best Young Actor. He's eight years old, and you have to watch this in its entirety. It's his acceptance speech. Okay. And his acceptance speech is just about the most beautiful, heartbreaking, want-to-hug-the-kid thing you'll ever see in your life because he completely breaks down. So listen to Alan Kim's. Watch this right now. Watch Alan Kim accepting uh, his award last night for Best Young Actor. I'm already an emotional guy. I'm telling you, bro. I don't need to tear up now. Please watch. Just watch. Thank you. Thank you. First of all, I'd like to thank the critics who voted and my family, Isaac, Christina, Doug. Oh my goodness, I'm crying. Dude. When he says, is this a dream? I hope it's not a dream. Like the kid is there accepting his award and he has his hand on his face and he says, is this a dream? I hope it's not a dream. Dude, oh my God. My, my heart, heart. My heart. Jinx. <laughs> Buy me a beer. That poor kid. What a beautiful, oh, what a beautiful moment. Kim. I know. If you haven't seen that um, and it's just the kind of thing that it'll, I don't care what kind of day you're having, but. Keep this on bookmark because anytime you're having one of those days, just go watch Alan Kim win that award because it's so bloody beautiful. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The weekend's blinding lights just crushed a record on Billboard, and that is um, blinding lights was number has been in the top 10 for a full year. If you remember, it just recently broke a record for being in the top five for 43 weeks. Wow. But it's been in the top 10 now for a full year. The previous artist and track to hold the longest amount of weeks in the top 10 was what do you, do you have any idea? Not an old track, new track, like fairly like little Nas X, right? No, no. Oh, no, newer? most times in the most most weeks in the top 10 for as far as a getting close to a year. So the oh, previous um, top 10 record was, um, 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 oh my God, I, uh, um, it's my favorite song from the Spider-Man movie. Yes. Um, Circles by Post Malone. Oh no, I was thinking of Sunflower. No, Circles. Oh, so it's Circles. Yes, okay, Circles okay, okay, by okay. Post Malone uh, was 39 weeks. Now the next record that the weekend can break yeah. uh, would be the longest run on the Hot 100. Okay. So right now he's got the f- full year in the top 10. Broke the record for most amount of weeks in the top five. Yeah. Now he's looking at the how long you can go being on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, and the track that holds that record with a total of 87 weeks. Oh my god. Okay. In the Billboard Hot 100 is uh Imagine Dragons Radioactive. No. What? Yeah. Are you serious? <clears throat> yeah. Oh my god. 
right. Yeah, Imagine Dragons Radioactive 2012 Damn. is when they set that record. Wow, good for yeah. them. Well, congratulations on the weekend. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Sid Sixero, formerly of Tim and Sid on Sportsnet, joins the Breakfast Television family officially tomorrow morning alongside Dina Pugliese and the rest of the crew. Now, the show starts at 6 a.m., and in addition to Toronto, Breakfast Television will now air in Montreal, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, and Winnipeg, 8.30 to 10 a.m. Let me just um, pull up the Zoom feed here. Can you guys hear us? Wait, I can't yeah, hear you. Yeah, you just got to put headphones <laughs> in, man. Hi, Ross. Sid, you can put headphones in. This is this is going well. Walk, yeah. <laughs> this is going well, guys. <laughs> Yo, is this your first time on Zoom? <laughs> you know? Yeah, bro. I have only Fuck done FaceTime. Yeah. And I've done uh, the MS Teams meeting and all that. Yeah. yeah. Guys, I am not down with all. I don't know okay. how you're managing Why? all this. Okay, stuff. hold on here, Dina. Or- what are you? What are you? Hold on. Wait, is, <laughs> Dina. What are you? What are you using to film this right now, D? Apple. Apple. <laughs> What phone are you? What are you using right now? I don't know what make this is. It's old. It's got a no, crack is it, in it. No, that no. one. Is it a phone? Yeah, it's a phone. It's why a phone. is why yeah. is your aspect ratio so screwed up? My what? It looks like you're. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. My what, Russ? Okay. Look my, at it. Oh, my aspect. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We welcome back to the Raza Mocha Show, Sid Sixero and Dina from Breakfast Television. How are you? Tired. Hi, guys. And excited. <laughs> Tired and excited. Uh, we got Stay. a real, real big day for you guys tomorrow, kicking off the uh, the new Breakfast Television national show right across the country. How pumped are you guys? Dina, go ahead. <laughs> I'm calling Not it pumped. the hashtag. <laughs> Not pumped at all. Apparently. Nash 90. Nash 90 is a national. Guys, can we just say this is my first time using a Zoom call? So, like, props to that. Yeah. To my... <laughs> it, it doesn't show at all. Okay. Can we just like, does anybody use these anymore except yeah, me? I know. Does anybody? Yeah. Sid, let me let me ask you this. So, the the big announcement comes out. You you're joining Dina on on BT, right? And then we're all looking forward to Wednesday. But I want to get your opinions on this. So, when you know that tomorrow is supposed to be your big first day i would assume that from the day of the announcement until my first day that i would get to sleep in but you have you working every single morning <laughs> leading up to your actual nobody ever gets asked to work three weeks before their first day of work well i got a few days off here or there because the team the team here were kind enough to give me some days but i i wanted i gotta be honest guys i i felt like i had to be in studio last four or five days just to kind of Man, I go to bed at 3 a.m. every day for basically 36 years. Like that's been my life, right? Yeah. So now I'm 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 just reversing it. I'm getting up, and just the thought of that freaked me out a bit. So it's been actually a blessing to come yeah. in and not only get on the clock, but to watch Dean and this incredible team. I, you know, it's going to be an adjustment. I actually think I'm holding. I'm hanging in there pretty good. Talk to me after tomorrow's <laughs> show. Hopefully, I don't completely screw for that. But I feel I feel good. I feel good. Roz brought up a good point a couple of weeks ago when we were talking to Dina about your schedule, Sid, and what's going to happen when uh, there is, let's say, a playoff game that starts super late, you know, like a West Coast game that starts Eastern at like 10 o'clock at night. What are you going to do on those nights where there's a game you really, really want to watch, but you know you got to get up early the next day? I, I can't. I mean, there has to be a point where I got to cut it off. Like I have, I'm going to have a one overtime rule here. Raptors, Leafs, I'll give you one inning of extra innings before I have to call it a night. 
and then we'll figure it out more loopy that way. I think the shows might actually be good. I think that you are I, I, the, the, the harsh realization and anybody who's sort of done these hours knows is that when you break when you break your rules one time, okay, it, it's not that you're going to, in your head, you're going to be like, okay, the next day, listen, it's it's a late game on a Thursday, and then I just go into work on Friday, and then it's going to be fine because then I just got to get through one show on Friday, and then I got the weekend. When you break those rules one time, it doesn't mess up the following day. It messes up the following four days, sure. just yeah. so okay. you know. All right. Is that true, Dina? Especially, like, after 35, forget about it. You feel perpetually jet-lagged and hungover, Sid. <laughs> All right. So what did also, I say? I'm two Get years away from that. That's fine. That's great. <laughs> oh, no okay, that fantastic. Great. Hey, Sid, what are you uh, looking forward to the most, or what are you most excited about uh, joining the BT family officially tomorrow? Well, I've, I've been blessed to work with incredible co-hosts in my career. I'm very lucky. Uh, from Tim McAuliffe to, to someone like Dina Pouliez. Dina's a, Dina's a legend. And, and for what people, I mean, people don't understand, like Dina off air is what you see on air and yeah. that's rare in our business. And just to be able to work with her and to talk about everything, guys, like everything, yeah. like he, like Dina gave me five minutes and what world do I get five minutes on the, um, on the queen's controversy going on right now with Megan and Harry, like, like normally I would never have that, but, um, but you know why? Sid, when I'm you really speak, excited. we listen. You have so many opinions to share, and you're so passionate about everything in life, not just sports. Like, you're fantastic at that. We saw that for many years. But you also want to branch out. You want to talk about Meghan and Harry. You want to talk about Italy versus Portugal. You want to talk about <laughs> hot dogs and what condiments go on top. Like, all that stuff. You're so passionate about it. You get to do it here. Uh, D- uh, so, Sid, let me ask you this. I've known Dina probably 25 years now. And she is one of the dear people in my life. Dina and I, Dina and I agree on nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Where are you guys on your tastes in movies and TV shows and foods? Do you agree more than you disagree? Or are you coming to my world now where you somehow make it work with somebody who you appear to have zero in common with? I mean, Roz, I may we may speak in three months, and I might look at you and say, "Dude, you were because <laughs> uh, I don't know." Oh, okay. oh my God, uh, Dina right. and Sid from Breakfast Television. You know we love you guys so much. We are so love incredibly proud no, of the, uh, the new national venture that that Breakfast Television is going on, starting tomorrow, eight thirty to ten, right across the country. Sid, welcome to the BT family. And again, we can't uh, we can't express how happy we are for this new adventure that Breakfast Television is going on. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Ciao. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello. Chantel, happy birthday. It's Raza Mocha. Oh my gosh. Hi. <laughs> Sorry Thanks, to wake you. Guys. You are out in Vancouver, and your sister, Avni, who lives in Washington, um, yes. reached out to us and said that, uh, or asked if we could give you a call for your birthday. Oh, my poor baby. She remembered. <laughs> no, I love you guys so much. And I told her, I'm like, I would think yeah. she would remember. Oh, you mean remember to ask for us to call you and not remember yeah, that it was your birthday? Like, no, of course, call you guys because I tell her all the time. I'm like, you better do this for me. She's like, yeah, 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 I remember. But like half the time she doesn't remember anything I tell her. So how did how long have you been listening to this show? Um, on the podcast. Uh, how'd you find I the podcast? Know. Um, 
how did I find you guys? A couple of years ago, I was just driving home and I heard you guys at like six thirty or something. Yeah. And I was where are these guys? And I've been listening ever since. Because our show's on in the evening in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, you've been I've on been our podcast listening. a bunch of times too, right? Yeah, like twice already. Damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your plans for your big day? Anything? Um, I mean, we're in COVID still, so. I got super wasted last night, so I'm pretty hungover right now. Oh, oh damn. How, wa- how wasted is super wasted? Um, Like a bottle of Hennessy. A bottle of Hennessy. Girl, you are hardcore. Oh. Like straight Hennessy or are you mixing it with something? Uh, it's a vice. Who are you with? Uh, my fiance. Your fiance. And did yeah. he get did he get wasted too? No, because he had to go to work. He already left like an hour ago. So he just like he just like he just like hung out and watched you get wasted on a bottle of Hennessy? I mean that's all I can really do right now. Was that it's fun cool. for him? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Who cares? It's not his birthday. So He's what? Like, right? I was like, yes, it's not your birthday. Let me do me. So when you're getting wasted at home on a bottle of Hennessy, like, are you doing stuff? Like, are you up dancing around? Are you having fun? Are you literally just sitting on the couch, just pounding so, one glass after another? No, no, it's like it's like a wave. So like, first I start off, and it's like I'm chilling, I'm hanging out, I'm like vibing out, and then like it starts to hit me, and then like I put some music on, and then I start dancing around, then I start bothering him. I'm like, get on my level, get on my level. And he's like, I have work tomorrow. You don't. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so what were you listening to? What was getting you hyped last night? <laughs> oh, Drake. All day, every day. Yeah, right? Come on now. That's crazy. So, so oh, you... and like a lot of like throwbacks of like 90s and stuff like that. So, so you were like basically the, the drunk, annoying girl at a party, but it only it was yeah. it was your party and the only oh, other person there was party. your fiance. <laughs> exactly. And I was like FaceTiming everybody last night. Like everyone and everybody. Like it was Oh, is that what you do when you get drunk? You just start FaceTiming everyone? Yeah, because her boyfriend well, didn't want to party. Yeah, and I couldn't see anybody. Like, I was FaceTiming my girlfriend, FaceTiming my mom and dad. Mom and dad's like, what are you doing? Why are you wasting? I'm like, mom, it's my birthday. What am I supposed to do? Why are you wasting? When you were drunk off of Henny, right, and you FaceTime your folks, like, yeah. how much into the bottle were you at that point? Was it um, almost was done? Or, oh, no, no, it was a half Damn, I what your parents almost done. They're fine. They're chilling. They're just like, it's your birthday. Enjoy yourself. Because I haven't seen my parents either in, like, nine months. So, now, Chantel, sorry. when you pour Henny into a a glass with ice, right? Yeah. Are you filling the cup or are you no, just pouring it halfway? Okay. Oh, no, like like halfway. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm trying to stay somewhat classy. Somewhat. She, yeah, she, yeah. So, did you use... So, I have an image to hold. So you, you, didn't, you didn't use a straw, right? No, that's true. No, okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. Well, Chantel, uh, we can't thank you enough for listening to the Raza Moga show and, uh, and your dedication to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We hope you have a wonderful birthday. It sounds like you had a great celebration last night. Maybe you'll continue yeah. that celebration today. It sounds like you need more rest, to be honest with you. I'm going back to bed after this call, so. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. my plan. Well, happy <laughs> birthday, right. Chantel. And Thank um, you, I don't know if we've asked you before, but between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, my God. You guys have not asked me this before, which oh, is very man. disappointing. Um, Mocha, hands down. You all day, every day. Oh, wow. There you go. Oh, uh, yeah. You didn't have to be so definitive about it. Are you still a little drunk? <laughs> of course. Oh, no. Okay. Get a next bottle of honey for tonight. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Thanks, Chantel. Have a great day. I right, love you guys. Love Bye. you too. Bye. 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 The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. 
looking at all these CDC guidelines, the Center for Disease Control in the U.S., they're yeah. already telling people now there's, who have been vaccinated what they can and can't do. Like, Oh, I thought like, once you get like, vaccinated, you're good. Well, you are and you're not, right? So they have, I think, just around 10% of the population vaccinated. And you're considered vaccinated if you get the single shot of the, I think it's Johnson & Johnson, or the double shot after your second shot of the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine. Yeah. Um, but right now, like so, like so many people have it that they're they're way ahead of us. They're already telling people like what they can and can't do. So vaccinated people are allowed to hang out with other vac- vaccinated people uh, in, yes! indoors. No nice. masks, no social Woo! distancing. Yeah. You can like whip over to a friend's house. You can all... Also, as a vaccinated person, go and visit with people who are not vaccinated as long as they are low risk. Okay, then. Okay, but you still got to wear a mask out in public. Wait, but I can do all, all that other stuff? Yes. Indoors? Yes. But I can't be outdoors? No, well, you can't be. If you're, wearing, if you're outdoors, you still got to wear a mask even if you're vaccinated. Mm. You that's know what? what that's what they're saying. Sure, I'll follow. I, I think maybe it's because they don't want people to yell at you. For not wearing a mask. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. And it's not like you can say... Hey, I got vaccinated, Jabroni. Right, and then for that person to believe you, right? Right, and they were talking. Then anyone can just yes, scream that and they, out. they were talking about issuing like green cards to people, like pass cards that would allow no. that would allow you into events, that would allow you to oh. buy like uh, basketball tickets or oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Uh, too easy to to manipulate and too easy yeah. to get a fake one. Yeah, way too easy. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. All you need is a computer program and a printer. But, but what's the but what's the benefit of that, that though? <laughs> you can go and get places without wearing a mask. I know, but then you get COVID. Like there's a downside. It's not. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? Like it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so so anyway, so they're already at that level. Like I'm like my mom doesn't even have the vaccine yet. You yeah. know what I mean? Like do your parents? Did they get a notice at all? No. No. I know a couple of people whose parents have. Yeah. Uh, my parents are still not in the in the demo that they are how old are your parents they're still in their 70s yeah still in their 70s can you <coughs> excuse me i just hiccuped i just hiccuped oh my god you have covid i just hiccuped and coughed at the exact same time talking about talking about covid also also talking about being old <laughs> this is the Roz and mocha show podcast there's a mcdonald's in chicago that's testing out automated service at the drive through now didn't they do this with the kiosks? Like, wasn't that a big deal when people started freaking out because you had to go to a, like, an ATM machine inside the McDonald's? To... Say it again. That was just a push button thing originally. Now they've done it where you actually like the thing will speak back to you. Yeah. So, at but this... is it AI? Is it a person? It's the... AI. Which one? The one that no, you... that now. Now it's AI. Really? Huh? So you give your order, it listens, yeah. and then takes a little bit of time for it to translate to computer mode gotcha to let the human on the inside of the building know what it is you want they're saying mcdonald's is saying this is in an effort to uh so that the people inside the building inside the restaurant can efficiently put orders together and concentrate on those orders right okay as opposed to having a human body behind the microphone taking your actual order so somebody recorded the interaction they had with the AI mm-hmm. at this McDonald's in Chicago. Welcome to McDonald's. We're currently serving a limited menu, so please review the menu before ordering. Let me know what I can get for you. Can I get two medium Oreo McFlurries? Medium? All right. 
Would you like anything else? That's it. Okay. Your total will be 658. Please pull forward. Damn, that's pretty good for two Th medium flurries. That to me doesn't sound like an efficient system. That took <laughs> that took, took way so too that took way too long. But that's why it's in, in in test mode right now. Way too long. But what if you have questions? Well, that's the other thing too. Like, what if I say, "Hey, can I get Max sauce on the side?" You know what I mean? Like, that's I'm a, sure that's a, it would take a little bit longer for the AI to recognize what you're saying and then to repeat the or to say. Can you repeat your question? Right. Or, yeah. Like, no, you can't. I just, I don't see how that, compute. I don't see how that is more efficient. I understand that you want to keep the people inside the building and keep them efficient and working and, and all these other things. But that going to the drive through, that does not need to take any longer than what it actually does. Yeah. And when you train, when those, when you get those workers who work in the drive through, they're real fast. Like, they are lightning fast. But I will and say, and you got to move those cars along, baby. My experience, and I won't say where, but my experience with drive-thrus yes. have majority of the time been pretty bad. Where I will order, unless I'm ordering a coffee. Coffee, it's yeah. like pretty simple. Okay. Except that one time I ordered a coffee and I got a hot chocolate. Okay. Like, that's a win-win. Like, <laughs> oh, no, too sweet for me. Yeah. No, oh, I'd that's be so big, happy. That's a, right? that's a big mistake. That's a, like a really big yeah, mistake, that's, right? They're not, the machines aren't even beside each other. No, and the thing is, that day that it happened, it was like right in the morning where this would have been my first coffee of the day. Yeah. And you look forward. You know, if you're a coffee drinker, you look forward to that first coffee, that first sip. Yeah. And then my day was ruined yeah. when nah, I took that first that. sip and nah. it was hot chocolate. That's I was super like, what is weird. this trash? Yeah. But I have had experiences with the drive-thru where they do want to be quick, try to be efficient, but they yeah. still screw up the order. Yeah. Right? And then I'm not going to go back into the restaurant. At that point, I'm just, like, pissed off and I drive away. But what I if know. you have a routine? Like, I used to have a routine when I would go to the drive-thru where it was always the same person and they they recognize your voice and, and you had a, a little bit of a banter. Like, like, like you're worried that the machine's not going to be a fan? <laughs> Is that what you're worried about? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, damn it, Maury. Welcome back. It's good to talk to you again today. We went to, a, we stopped at a Tim Hortons the other day. And uh, you know at Tim Hortons, when they put everything in that big white tray. Yes. And it has a handle on it. And then they just mm -hmm. stick it towards your car. Catherine tried to grab the whole tray. Bro, right? I did that too once. And oh my God, the woman, like she lost it, right? Yeah. She lost it. And, and Catherine looks at me and I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, how am I supposed to know? And I'm like, you think they give you Tupperware now? <laughs> like you think that that big one, amazing. but you think that that big white like car tray is yours to keep so, now? So. Like that's the new system is that they're just giving everybody can, like full containers? So one of the first times that we went out to get drive through after we felt it was safe, we went to A&W, yeah. and they, the lady had, had the big tray, and I went to grab the whole thing, and I guess she didn't, she didn't think that I was going to grab the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So she, like, it was like a shock for her because I grabbed it, and it, like, slipped out of her hand. Right. So half yeah. of it was already in my car. Yeah. And Jenna was sitting beside me. She's like, yeah. no, 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 don't take the tray. <laughs> yeah. But why wouldn't you take the tray? I know. That's what I'm saying. I uh, just thought it was, like, a new thing for okay. COVID. I think it's, yes. a, okay, it's, a, it's a distance thing, okay? Don't put it so far into my car if you don't want me to take yeah. it. <laughs> That's not true. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So Disney had their big sort of shareholders meeting. Yeah. Okay. And this is a chance for all the shareholders to ask the new CEO, uh, Bob Chapek, all sorts of questions. 
And two of the things that came up were, one, dealing with the firing of Gina Carano. Uh And two, people calling for Kathleen Kennedy to be fired. Why? Well, because people want Kathleen Kennedy fired because of the way that the sequels turned out and oh, everything right. else. There, there's a there's a there's a lot of people who are not fans of Kathleen Kennedy. Like Last Jedi for, for various reasons. Right. But you know, did she greenlight you know Mandalorian? All this other stuff. Like, there's a couple success stories in there. But then, how much of that is on John Favreau? Like, who knows, right? Yeah. And for anybody thinking that Kathleen Kennedy is somehow being fairly unfairly treated, um. I, I can only point to the hate that Star Wars fans gave George Lucas for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> right? Which was like an incredible amount of hate. But George Lucas ruined the movies. Oh, with the prequels. He Ugh. like he, he would he would go back and, and change, permanently change the thing that people loved and not give them access to the original anymore. I know. Like you can't watch the original version of Star Wars anywhere. Yeah. It's not available. It's gone. Like it's just gone. And then with Jedi, he took out Yubnub. Oh, right. Which was like, a, why would you do why that? Why would you do that? It's That's a, classic a classic moment. Song. Thank you. So, at the Disney shareholders meeting, um, they asked uh, Bob Chapik about the firing of Gina Carano. Yeah, and I'm just gonna uh, let Yubnub in you. honor of Yubnub. A lot of it was attributed to her tweets and. A lot of people said that it was just simply because she was a conservative and that Disney wants to distance themselves from working with conservative stars. Um, maybe there's a reason why Tim Allen isn't Buzz Lightyear anymore. Yeah. Conservative. Uh, so his answer to that was, I don't see Disney as characterizing itself as right-leaning or left-leaning. He goes on to say that the values that they have are universal, such as decency, integrity, as well as in making content that is reflective of the rich diversity of the world that we live in. And then somebody else asked if Kathleen Kennedy, who's been running Lucasfilm since 2012, would be fired and replaced with John Favreau. Oh, wow. And Chapik said this, that he's absolutely thrilled with Kathleen Kennedy's performance, quote, we look forward to having Kathy directing the activities of the entire Lucas operation for many years to come. Wow. So that right there dispels all the rumors that had been swirling that uh, that they were looking for a way to get rid of Kathleen Kennedy. Huh. Also, Yubnub. Yeah, hashtag justice for Yubnub. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Ah, I love this part of the podcast. Oh, hell yeah. News time. Hey, Mocha. Yes, sir. Are you, are you ready? Of course, of course. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's Woo! do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. So Paris Hilton gets her apology from Sarah Silverman. This has been going on all week ever since Paris did her podcast. Um, talking about the times that she felt that she was mistreated and sometimes viciously by people who made jokes at her expense. And the Sarah Silverman monologue and roast from the 2007 MTV Awards was one of the ones that Paris talked a lot about, and her sister Nikki was still livid over what Sarah Silverman said um, back in 2007. So this is part of the monologue from 2007 at the MTV Awards. Paris Hilton is going to jail. to make her feel like more comfortable in prison, the guards are gonna paint the bars to look like <laughs> I just worry that she's gonna break her teeth on those things. 
So that was part of it. Um, and Paris went on her podcast and talked about how awful that made her feel and that she never got an apology. Uh, Sarah Silverman did say that she wrote a letter to Paris Hilton afterwards, uh, but I guess she never got it. But uh, Sarah Silverman yesterday um, took the opportunity to formally apologize to Paris Hilton. I said some very hardcore jokes about her. The crowd went bananas. And while I was thrilled at the success of my monologue, I remember spotting her in the audience. And I remember seeing that look on her face and my heart sank because there was a person under there. So here I am 14 years later telling you, Paris, that I am really sorry. I hope that you accept my apology and I hope that you feel my remorse. I felt it the second I saw your face that night. It feels terrible to know that you have hurt someone, and it's important to make it right. And Paris Hilton uh, then did a sort of impromptu episode of her own This Is Paris podcast uh, and had this to say. So I just got this text, and it was to an article with Sarah Silverman apologizing to me. And then I went and listened to her podcast, and she basically made like an eight and a half minute apology to me and she was so genuine and so sweet and uh it really moved me I felt just emotional hearing it and I could tell that she really did mean what she said when she was apologizing Sarah thank you so much for your apology means so much to me and we can start a clean fresh slate there you go the Roz and Mocha show podcast podcast uh, at around 11.30 last night, uh, Wayne Gretzky and his family announced the death of Walter Gretzky. I said for me, he was the reason. Uh, I fell in love with the game of hockey. He inspired me to be the best I could, not just in the game of hockey, but in life. We miss him so much. Uh, but know that he is back with our mom, and that brings me and my family peace. Uh, so Walter Gretzky was 82. He had been battling um, Parkinson's for the last couple of years. So Ultimate hockey dad, man. Ultimate yeah. hockey Everybody's dad. Everybody's hockey dad. Yeah. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. SpaceX, the Starship, they've been launching these things in test runs for a while now, and oh, yeah. they, they just keep exploding on them. They can't figure it out. They can't figure it out, but they'll Damn. get there. They'll get there. Um, but when you listen to the sort of reaction, the play-by-play from the guys who are there on, on mission control, uh, when excitement turns to, oh, Oh, no, really? Oh, no. You got to listen. So this is when they think that it's coming down and it's going to land back yeah. on Earth safely, and then everything just goes to hell. Oh, look, coming through the clouds. Look at that. Dude, look oh, at that. Oh, my God. Look at this. <laughs> Blending like the ploy. You can do it. Is it going to stay? Oh, my God. It did it. It did it. It's on the ground. It's vertical. There is a fire down there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So if it was... A slightly little faster. Whoa, oh. whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, my God. There you go. There's your methane leak. Boom. <laughs> wow. There's your methane leak. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, a lot of Americans on Twitter this morning freaking out uh, over a couple of things. One, because Kyle Lowry sold his house in Toronto. Uh-huh. And so a lot of Raptor fans are like, well, what does that mean? Because I think he just bought a bigger crib. Because well, I think he sold it for a loss too. 
Oh. Right? Oh, so he really had to dump it. So I don't know. But you bet Kyle Lowry, don't be playing with us, man. So I mean, play with us. So they they, tweet, you know I mean. they they tweeted it out saying Kyle Lowry sold his house for five point two or something like that million dollars. But the the best part is is that you go through the reactions of all the Americans who are commenting on the story, and they are just so blown away that the house that he sold is worth five million dollars. Oh really? It's a whole bunch of comments like, "Come to Texas, that house is three hundred grand tops." <laughs> right? So people are like, "For five million dollars, and you still got neighbors." <laughs> Like, people cannot believe. Yeah. People cannot oh, believe what a $5 million house looks like in Toronto. When you start doing research on real estate in the U.S., as I know you have, All Ross, the time. Property out there. Yeah. Big, big, massive property is like Huge. nothing. Huge houses. Nothing. There's some property Huge. in the States. I'm talking property. I'm not just talking about the house, the living space. Yeah. Property that you own. Yeah. Which could cost what you would pay for a condo in Toronto or Vancouver. Easily, easily. There was, and then somebody in the in the thread posted a listing for some other NBA player who was selling his house in New Jersey, and it was this giant, giant place in New Jersey that just sold for 1.7, right? Massive. Yeah. And there's a lot in my neighborhood, and I don't live in a fancy neighborhood. There's a lot in my neighborhood that is in between, like, a dilapidated duplex and an apartment building that really, man, you sort of drive a little bit faster when you're driving by it. Mm-hmm. A lot. The lot was 20 by 75. That sold for 1.4. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, you know Americans are laughing at us, right? Oh, my God. It hurts. Yeah. It They're hurts. Like, you guys are nice and everything. <laughs> yeah. And you say sorry a lot. Yeah. But, God, are you dumb. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Jason Sudeikis thanks Olivia Wilde um, for Ted Lasso during his Critics' Choice Award acceptance speech last night. Listen to this. I want to thank my kids, Otis and Daisy. I want to thank their mom, Otis and Daisy's mom, Olivia, who had the initial idea to do this as a TV show. Uh, I was like, wow, you you and Brennan and Joe like doing that so much. You should do it as a movie or a TV show. I was like, she was right. So what she says that you guys love doing this so much, what were they doing? Like, were they just like... I I feel like, like Sudeikis was, was, and he, was that like just like a, a character friend. he would do around the house? Yeah, I think he and his friends or a friend, yeah, when they got together, would just do these characters and throw out these lines and the mannerisms, yeah. and the accent and stuff. Yeah, and she that's, was like, "All right, just get out of your system already." Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't know. I didn't. I, it was difficult for me to like understand that. Like, was this something like he'd walk into the bedroom and do like the Ted Lasso thing before? But you know <laughs> what I mean, like. Because that's how this stuff happens. That's how yeah. these, some of these iconic characters happen, right? It's uh, it's just what you do around the house, and you you do stuff to make your own friends it's laugh. It's such a good show, though. It's oh, such a good God, show. So it. so he's on a he's on a tear now. So uh, that was the first the Golden Globe, and now the uh, Critics Choice Awards. So that is awesome. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so that Harry Megan interview last night, um, a ton. Oh my God! Like we can't go through everything. Um, one, they're having a girl. They announced Yay! that. They went through the whole, did they leave? Were they forced out? The security payments? The um, Getting the ch- cut off from the family financially? Yeah, there was one moment, though, where I, I don't know. From what I gather from people on social last night, there was one thing where maybe Harry wasn't the most 
truthful or accurate about the situation because when he talked about getting the funding cut off while they were here in Canada Mm -hmm. and then they moved to the States in March when the borders were going to be closed, the way I understand it is that we as Canadians were paying for security from like November until the end of March. Yeah. And that was never, he didn't mention that, Mm. right? Like there was no sort of acknowledgement of, of that. So I know a lot of people were like, uh, had their, were a little bit bent out of shape about that. But the the biggest revelation was the um, concern and Megan told the story first and then, and then Oprah brought Harry in after was the concern that from somebody based on a conversation that Harry had uh, when Megan was still pregnant the first time around with Archie, um, whether their son when born was going to be too dark. And so this is a bit of the the piece of the interview from last night with uh, Oprah and Harry. Megan shared with us that there was a conversation with you about Archie's skin tone. Mm-hmm. What was that conversation? That conversation <laughs> I'm never going to share. Um, but at the time, at the time it was awkward. I was a bit shocked. Um, can, you, can you tell us what the question was? No, I don't, I'm not comfortable sharing that. Okay. Um, but that was, that was right at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, what will the baby look like? Yeah, what will the kids look like? Yeah, what will yeah. the kids look like? But um, that was right at the beginning when she wasn't going to get security, when members of my family were suggesting that she carries on acting because there's not enough money to pay for her and all this sort of stuff. Like, there was some real obvious signs before we even got married that this was going to be really hot. Mm. And then Oprah this morning talking to Gail King, following up on that uh, clip from last night where she wanted to give more information and clarify something. Listen to this. There's a big guessing game all around the world. Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? And yeah. I thought it was very touching that Harry still is choosing to protect the identity of whoever that was. Yes, and he did not share the identity with me, but he wanted to make sure that I knew, and if I had an opportunity to share it, that it was not his grandmother nor his grandfather that were a part of those conversations. So? Everyone on Twitter last night were saying, well, it's got to be his dad, Prince Charles. Yeah, or the brother. I think it's the dad, though. Yeah, I mean, it's... To me, it's fairly clear, but yeah. it could be it could be the it could be the brother. Uh, this is more from uh, Oprah this morning on uh, CBS with Gail King. Do they think it's them. a toxic environment, or do you all just think it's a toxic environment because you're now out of it? Do if we were to have an interview with them or a conversation oh, with them, oh, does your father think it's? So this is part of the new stuff that she said that she was going to release this morning. So, oh, so this right. is this is um, parts of the interview that didn't make it to air last night. Does your father think it's a toxic environment or relationship? Oh, I think, he, I think he's, he's had to make peace with it. And why couldn't you make peace with it? I'll ask that of both of you. Because it's, this was different. You know, it's different because different because of the race and social media and social media. Oh, yes. Right? Different time. That, that different time. That didn't exist. And so it was like the wild, wild west. It was mm-hmm. spread like wildfire. Plus, my being American, it translated in a different way across the pond. Mm. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, right Bruno away. Mars has once again been put in a position where he had to defend himself against the accusations of cultural appropriation. Huh? So here's a little bit of uh, Bruno's brand new song. And the West Wing of this mansion was happening. Oh, 
so. This isn't the first time that Bruno has been put in this position. So Bruno Mars is of South Asian descent and Latin American heritage, and his mom's from the Philippines. His dad is Puerto Rican. And every time Bruno Mars releases a new track, he gets accused of cultural appropriation. Um, And this is what he had to say. He said that the music comes from love. If you can't hear that, then I don't know what to tell you. We're wearing the inspiration on our sleeve. What is the point if we, if we as musicians can't learn from the guys that came before us? Why did they even do it? Uh, Bruno went on to state that the criticism, quote, comes with the gig. There's real merit to what people are saying about black entertainers not getting their flowers, you know. I'm championing with that. I'm with that. So he is trying to, he's, I guess, putting himself on the side of the... That's the word I'm looking for. Honoring. Right. Rather than appropriating, which is what he gets accused of every time he's got a big big song out. Uh, Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that he had gone through that. And then I started researching it today, and this is like the, the third or fourth time now that he's had to sit down and sort of explain why he feels that he's allowed to play this kind of music. Which is, but he's a pop star, though. Yes, right. Yes. He makes pop music, right? But he makes to a lot of people pop music that's a little too black. I've never thought that in my life. No, no, I know, but that's that's the accusation, though. That's the accusation, and right. uh, he's this isn't the first time that he's had to that he's had to. Does Eminem go do, through this? Um, I, I mean, Eminem went, Eminem went through a lot. I know, but what yeah. I'm saying is appropriating black culture right no but i don't think but geez it's i I, because once you go down the 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 bruno mars argument right right then you then you have to open it up to everybody else that's been right right that could be in that same situation yes shem Shem, come in here for a second please because i don't want to i want to say the wrong thing here I think that what I'm what I'm getting because I'm no expert in Bruno Mars being uh, accused of cultural appropriation. Yeah. But I think that what I'm getting from a lot of the criticism is that he's not black but doesn't make any effort to clarify that when the assumption is that he is black. I don't know that the assumption is Bruno Mars is black cuz I mean I can tell you I've never thought that Bruno Mars is black. Right. It's never come up in my mind. Okay. I think it all has to do with um like you sort of said like just just making sure that you're acknowledging the fact that this is, you know, historically black music that you do and he is a pop star and the, and yes. that's the thing. He's a pop star, a mainstream pop star that is um, excelling by performing black music, right? If he right. was a little bit more fringe or he was just more so on the R&B side and not on the top 40 sort of mainstream side, yeah. I don't think you would hear as much uh, of this sort of outrage. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. But is it because, like, he is just so far in that direction musically where, I, there, where I, he's not even kind of, like, on a – like, he he's full on sure. that style? I, 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 th- I think it's for the same reason that people like Justin Timberlake have, have been called out for that Fair as enough. well, right? Because these are people who are, who are mainstream, big, mega names yep. that are making, you know, great music and, and, and profiting in a major way off, 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 this, off, the, off this sort of music. Now, that said, Mocha Shem, his new song, any good? You guys like it? Yo, sexy. Oh, my yeah. God. I like that. Puts me in the mood. Okay, here Not we go. You, know. <laughs> yeah, you like it? You gotta like it. You gotta like it. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. 
Uh, Prince William, the uh, Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, were carrying out a morning engagement today at a school in East London where reporters were there. And you listen to this, it's really difficult because William does not stop and talk. He just sort of is carrying on as they walk into the building, trying to answer these questions uh, quickly that the reporter asked. The first one is, um, you'll hear it, he says, uh, the first question is, have you spoken to your brother? The second question is, are the royals a racist family? So oh, listen, wow. So listen to this. Have you, broke, have you spoken to your brother since the interview? No, I haven't spoken yet, but I will do. And, and can you just let me know, is uh, the royal family a racist family, sir? So he says, is the royal family a racist family, sir? And he says, no, we are very much not a racist family. And his Mm. answer uh, to whether he's spoken to his brother or not, he says, no, I haven't spoken to him yet, but I will, Mm. is what he uh, said. You find that weird that they haven't talked yet? Oh, That interview happened Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, weird, right? It would have been like Sunday night. Right. Like, what's up, little bro? Yeah. Let's chat. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Jillian Anderson is doing an interview last night, and she was asked about this whole accent thing yeah. and, and Alec Baldwin because people were on the Golden Globes when Jillian Anderson accepted her award. There was a lot of people that were like, wait a second, she doesn't have an English accent because she was talking like in an American accent while she was accepting it. And that threw a lot of people off. And then Alec Baldwin got involved because his wife, Ilaria, went through that whole thing pretending to that she was Spanish when she's really not and accused of faking the accent. And then Alec Baldwin saw this clip of Jillian Anderson was like, oh, you using flipping back and forth and using two accents. How interesting. And now Jillian Anderson is now thrown into this where she's now being asked about Alec Baldwin and Ilaria and the accent and all the other stuff. Well, there was also this response when you gave your speech. A lot of people were saying, wait, does she have a British accent? And responding to that, Alec Baldwin even tweeted about it. What did you think of everyone commenting on that? Well, I didn't, I don't have um, social media on my phone. So I wasn't, a couple people texted to say that something was going on. Um, I I mean, I didn't pay any attention to it because it's just something that I'd live. I I grew up between two countries. and, And so depending on who's in my ear is which direction my accent goes and uh, and so I'm so used to it that uh, it's kind of old news for me. So I mean, I've met Alec before and I've met it, you know, and he's, and I so think he's, I, he said know. he was going to reach out to you about it. Uh, I, I haven't heard from him. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's, it's so it's so not a newsworthy item, but I, I'm I'm sad that it caused him so much distress. <laughs> Yo, straight American accent right there too. I'm sorry. It to, caused him so much distress. I was really, really listening to hear if I could hear if there was like any type of like British in there. Right, right. Well, the story with Jillian Anderson that we've said a million times is that when she's on American soil, she uses an American accent. Yeah. As soon as she gets off a plane in the UK, she talks with her English accent. That's yeah. Just, hello, hello. Yeah, exactly. Roz and Mocha Q and A. This part of the podcast is always so much fun because we get to uh, answer the questions that you submit on Instagram and, of course, on the phone. Dallas, what's up? Hey, Mocha, how's it going, buddy? Good, man. Um, you've been on the show like enough times, right? Uh, well, I mean, you guys, you answer a couple questions, but or I, maybe I, that's I, why. Yeah, because I always see your name pop up. Or yeah. girlfriend or wife, lady friend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, my lady friend, my wife. What? <laughs> so, Dallas, what is your question for the room? Uh, it's actually for Shem. So, if you want to bring him in, yeah. Oh yeah, he's here. 
right. Hey, Shem. Hey, bud. So I was wondering, uh, what is your favorite song to sing uh, in your choir? Oh, wow. Good question. Because um, you're the uh, the choir director, right? Yes, that's right. I'm the choir director. I- I've got a few songs. There's uh, there's one that's a little bit more. Uh, s- there's one that's slower called "Rise Up" from Andrew Day. Mm-hmm. You know the song go? Do you want mm-hmm. to like sing it? Rise up, rise oh, yeah. up. Yeah, isn't that it? Get that's, into that's, the rhythm. That is so not the song. <laughs> Do you choose the songs for your, yeah, I for your choir? Yeah. I yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. it, it goes more like, and I'll rise up. Oh. I'll rise like the day. I'll rise up. Like exactly what exactly I just said. Exactly like you did. Yeah. yeah. And then there's another one that's uh, called "This Is the Day." Actually, can I get your guys' help with this one? Oh. All you need to do is clap. Okay. That's all you need to do. Just okay. clap and, on and beat. Clap on. Oh gosh, okay. on beat. Yeah. yeah. So okay. just uh, more. More yeah. is excluded. More like cannot clap on beat like whatsoever. This. Yeah. All right. There we go. There go. It goes. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. To, is it wrong to find like church songs sexy? You know what I mean? Can I sing you a synagogue song? Yeah. Can you sing a synagogue song? And then you go. Is that in the official lyrics? That, that, that laugh and wheeze? They do that every time. There you go, Dallas. Oh, my God. All right. That was fantastic. It's been, it's been a year since I've been listening to you guys. And yeah. so I've, I've started re-listening to the podcast to see if I can uh, break my record of how fast I listened to you guys last year. Oh, wow. So, how fast was it last year? We'll, see. well, I started in late February. Uh, and I guess at that point, you guys were around 142 or 3, I think. And yeah. I think I right. finished it by mid-June. Oh, wow. wow. All the episodes? Damn. Yeah. Yeah, in- including all the new ones you had released between like February and June, I caught all the way up to it. Damn, that's impressive, Dallas. Uh, well, before we let you go, yeah. between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Ooh, well, I answered it last time, and I, I, I hope he remembers because I know his, uh, his memory is not that great. But it's definitely still gonna have to be Roz. Of course, <laughs> of course, I remember. <laughs> okay, no, you don't. <laughs> thanks, Dallas. Uh, all right, thanks, all right, brother. Later, brother. Later. See you, man. Bye. Yo, Cole, what's going on? How's it? Good, how's it going? Good, buddy. Uh, welcome to the Ron Zamoga Show podcast. Thank you very much. What is your question for everybody here? Okay, so my question is, what set of items could you buy that would make the cashier the most uncomfortable? Easy. Boy. What set of items could you buy that would make a cashier the most uncomfortable? Wait, Cole, clearly yeah. you've been given this clearly you've given this some thought already, which is why you're asking us. What is your answer? Well, I have uh there's a couple obvious ones, but uh a set of, a box of cake mix, some rat poison and a sympathy card would be one for sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, that would be it's a yeah. little dark, but <laughs> no, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, murdery things. Yeah, see, I was gonna say, yeah, like um, body lotion, rope, 
and duct tape. Yeah, like yeah, yeah like, sure. like like murdery things, right? But I was also going to say like leather whip, condoms, and lube. Yeah, but what store? Uh, what store are you going to? If if you're going to the leather whip, condom, and lube store, they're not going to feel uncomfortable when you buy <laughs> leather whips, condoms, and lube. That's sort of what they do. That's true too. Yeah, right. Like yeah. you have. It's to... like if you go to Canadian Tire, yes, right? Yes. You could easily get a crowbar. You could get rope. You could get a hammer. You could get a balaclava. Right. Right? You could get, like, a full onesie mechanic suit. Yes. You could get... But that wouldn't make them uncomfortable, though, if they sell that. I think what would make it uncomfortable is if you were handling everything while wearing rubber gloves so that your fingerprints wouldn't get on anything. Well, no, because it's not uncommon to see people out right now with gloves, right? Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what would be... Or if you say to the cashier, "Can can you stand still for a minute and, like... Measure her right, like I th- okay. Like, here's the thing is that even though, like, even though you could have the best intentions with things, okay, yeah. like, even though let's say you're not a creep and you're not deliberately buying something to make a cashier feel uncomfortable, I think that there's combinations of things that could inadvertently make a cashier feel uncomfortable, even though it may just be normal for you. I think that if you went up to a counter with a baby onesie and a box of condoms. That would make somebody feel very uncomfortable, but realistic. But no, but realistically, it could be because you just had a child and you're trying to prevent from having another child, right? Which is two very normal things that one might buy together, yeah. right? What about um, like a, a hacksaw, tarp, and bleach? I've, like, I'm telling you right now, I've bought together a hacksaw and a tarp with some sort of cleaning product. Like, because it's just when you... Yeah, that's not uncommon. If you see somebody at, like, Home Depot with that stuff... I would never think twice, right? just whatever, home project. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think of things that would be, like, uncomfortable. Okay, like, if you went... Okay, if you went up to a counter, okay, and you had a uh, beer... Like, a beer mug. You went to the the housewares department, and you grabbed one big, giant beer stein, right? And you put that on the counter right next to a laxative. (laughs) <laughs> okay like could be two completely unrelated things I know. but those two things oh. on the counter together may make the cashier uncomfortable condoms and luminol what's luminol luminol is what they spray in the room where the, the hell do you buy luminol i don't know i'm just you have to think of this though okay when you put these combinations together it has to be at a store that would sell those two Easily things accessible. together right like you can't you like you 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 can't say a bandsaw and pampers because those things <laughs> you can like, buy in, pampers in, at canadian tire and a bandsaw yeah can you buy pampers at canadian tire yeah you can i guess so yeah you can can you yeah. yeah there's a whole housewares section yeah housewares um i'm trying to think of what else might be like might be interesting what other answers do you have cole well there there was one that said, uh, bring up a box of condoms, pretend you can't afford it, and come back some shrink wrap and elastic bands. Wow. <laughs> For the win. Wow. 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 <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got I to gotta back out of this conversation now, man. <laughs> yeah, you and your friends have really given this a lot of thought, Cole. <laughs> Thank you so much for yeah. listening, yeah. brother. We appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right. Have a good day, guys. Later, hey, let me Let me tell you this story, because I know we were talking about it a while ago on another podcast. Podcast, and my brother reminded me of this. Remember, we were talking about things that you order off the television. Oh right? yeah, and that 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 show up. 
So all the infomercially stuff. Yeah. So I, uh, a friend of my brother's heard the podcast and, and told him about it. And he came to me and he's like, God, I thought that you were going to tell this story. And I'm like, no. And then now I think I should tell the story. Okay. Um, even though he was happy that I didn't tell the story. We've talked a lot about like even even this conversation right now, like things that are embarrassing that you can purchase or things that you can purchase that maybe, you know, when they arrive, somebody thinks that there's something other than they are or something off an infomercial. So my brother makes a lot his his own Halloween costumes right Mm -hmm. every year. And they're big and elaborate, beautiful costumes that he's done. And he has over the years had different sort of body mannequins that um, he can build around. Right. Whether it's like sculpting around it or, or building fabric around it like those things that you build dresses like you see in yeah. you know in in the in the fashion houses and stuff like this so my brother ordered a new sort of movable posable soft mannequin right okay. so to be able to 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 do stuff with and it was delivered to the house and it was delivered to the house early in the morning and the day that it arrived my brother didn't get home until after work so this is before covid and so it was delivered at like nine ten o'clock in the morning he got home at five and so it sat again leaning against our front door uh, like this and the box okay was life-size and on the box was the outline of a person and and all it read and all it read on the box was large male black Oh, 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 oh my god. Yo, you're getting a look from Shem right now. <laughs> Shem's in the other room, like, yeah. continue. Right? <laughs> it was large male black because it's his workable mannequin, uh-huh. right? But he just got the dark fabric instead of like the white fabric Why one. Didn't on the box it say mannequin it, and big it, Because large it's from letters. a mannequin company. So in their warehouse, you have large male black, small male white. You know, whatever, whatever, right? Right. Large female, white, medium female, black, and his in giant letters. And it had the outline of a human being on the box, and it just read large male black. And it sat against our front door for an entire (laughs) work day. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any other deliveries that day, too? I have no idea. Maybe we did. We just didn't get them. (laughs) (laughs) But also, in my neighborhood, if, if it's not nailed down out front, it goes yeah. missing immediately this thing sat on the porch for seven hours yeah, and nobody scared <laughs> <laughs> that's great all right uh, mel says here where do you guys find the time to watch all the shows you talk about on the show on the mm, radio show interesting interesting so my tv habits have changed completely in yeah. the past little while where i don't watch anything basically sunday to thursday Right. Because I'm in bed by 8.30. So, and a lot of the shows that, that Jen and I watch, we enjoy watching together. Mm. So she never skips ahead and watches anything without me. So we watch all of our TV on Fridays and Saturday nights. So what does she do during the week? She's not watching anything either? Um, She'll flip around and she'll watch like old episodes of Friends or The Office. Yeah. or She'll watch stuff, but like nothing that is kind of like our... Nothing that you one of our together. shows, like yeah. the one show that we actually consistently watch together, mm-hmm. is on Tuesday nights. We watch The Rock, The Young Rock, because right. that's on at eight, eight till eight thirty, and then I, I head off to bed. Yeah, and then she just watches whatever. I watched a couple episodes of that show. Have you seen that show yet, Maury? Have you seen The Young Rock? A little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not. I'm. Eh. You guys are. Eh? Yeah. Oh man, no way. I love it. No, I I like the kid. Yeah. And I I like the teenage rock, and I even uh-huh. like the college rock. You know what I don't like about that show? The Rock Rock? The Rock Rock. 
Yeah, I find secondary. That for me, that for me is secondary. That storyline of him like running for president, that's all secondary. It's, it's I want to see all the stuff with the other kids. I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they they created the fake storyline with the actual real world rock in 2032 running for president. Like it should have just realistically, it should have just started off with a voiceover from the rock. Yeah. Like that's how those shows do that. Like, like, like young Sheldon, like young Sheldon or wonder years or, or any of those shows. But the, the whole thing with the being interviewed, um, with, uh, is it Daniel Kim who does the interview? No, uh, Randall Park, Randall Park, um, Randall Park. And then like the rocks fake agent keeps coming in to say, or his fake publicist to say, Hey, don't say that. Yeah. It's all of that stuff. I I don't want any of that. That stuff for me is, is, secondary uh i think we had talked about this like forever ago where yeah. uh, before watching the show i said i wouldn't mind it if it were like the rock maybe in the in the very first episode and he like sets up the story sure sets up the storylines yeah. and then you go with the three different timelines of the rock at different ages that stuff i is what i'm really really interested in yeah but right? the, even the campaign ad like i watched episode three and it ends with the rock doing like a, a campaign ad from 2032 where it just it really really takes away yeah. from the specialness i agree, I agree with because that. I'll, yeah. I'll tell i'll tell you this thing is that i want to believe that these stories that they're telling on the young rock are based in some sort of truth and reality right, right. when you frame those stories in a fictional context of the rock running for president in 2032, where he's doing these campaign ads with a phony publicist and everything else. It lessens the stories that he's telling on the show. It makes them seem less real or less important because it makes everything look phony. So back to the question, because you, as we know, you do this radio show and then you do ET Canada, Uh which takes up all of your your entire day. But then you come in here the next day and you talk about all these TV shows and or movies that you've watched either during the week or on the weekend. Like, where do you find the time to contain or to consume all that content? I Well, one, I'm up much later than you are. Yeah. So I have, we went through years ago, like if you listen to the, you know, to the early days of this show, when 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 Roxy was first born, when you have a baby at home, you can watch anything and yeah. it doesn't, and it doesn't matter because your kids never sleep and they get no responsibility or anything else. So Catherine and I were watching, that is back in the day of like all, um, like Dexter oh, yeah. and True Blood and all of those shows where the kid could be sitting on the couch with you and it didn't matter, right? Right. And then when they get a little bit older, when they get to like two to God knows how old, you have to really watch. You can't watch those adult shows when the kid is awake. So your TV habits change where you kind of went back and we would watch like more family type things. And then when Rocks went to bed is we would watch everything on PVR, Grey's Anatomy and SVU at the time. And I think we were still watching CSI at the time, like all all those shows. Uh, Now that Rocks is older, Roxy and I have so many shows in common that we both love. Mm-hmm. So she'll come on the prison documentaries, though. No, <laughs> no, no. But like Catherine, like Catherine and Rocks watch um, like Supergirl, right? Yeah. Like that's one of their that's one of their shows that they watch together. So we watch a lot of that. But then when Rocks goes to bed, you know, 830, I don't go to bed until 11. So I really have from 830 until 11. Sometimes Catherine and I will binge two shows and do a movie Damn. after Rocks has gone to bed. And then I'll go, I'll stumble down bed like 1115 sometimes really? on, a, on a late night. Yeah, but we I managed to watch everything. Wow. That I that like I don't feel like I'm missing something. I watch less TV on the weekends than I do during the week. I watch very little really? TV on the weekends. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, most of my TV is uh is done is done during the week. Yeah, Maury? 
I watch my weekday shows when they're happening because I like to just know stuff. Right. And then we will use Friday night, Saturday night, or Friday night. When you say a weekday day. show, give me an example like of a weekday order, show. Like a Law Order, Young okay. Sheldon, Goldbergs, gotcha. like the shows I love to, right. that Half Matthew hour to about, an hour. that I'll yeah, just yeah. watch on my own. I gotcha. Um, or Big Brother's back now, so we'll right. watch those together. So you don't do a lot of, you don't do like a lot of multi-episode Netflix during Those the are week. Friday night, all day Saturday, yes. Saturday night. Gotcha. Okay, oh, Like great. we started, what is it, Behind Her Eyes or whatever? Yes. Um, so we're on doing that now yeah. and um, some other stuff. What episode so, are you on Behind Her Eyes? Two. Two. Have you started watching this yet, Mocha? No, Behind this, Her Eyes? that's next on our list. It's, we'll probably end next? up watching yeah. uh, this weekend maybe. Yeah. And yeah. you're So where are you on uh, episode two? Oh, I know where you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. so it's, I gotcha. at first, I'll be honest with you, that was one of the shows we both looked at each other going, what are we watching? Yes, but like that's at what first, me, like yes, after, absolutely. Like during episode where one, I asked Matthew, I'm like, do you want me to stop this? Yeah. Like, cause yeah. we were both not into it. Yeah. Don't though. Don't though. It's a good, it's a good watch. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's a good watch. Already says here, what is your favorite quote from another person? I don't have one really. Oh, Dan Mori. <laughs> I'm trying to think like, do I have a favorite? Do I, I always favorite go to my quote? martini, favorite martini quote. That's all. When you, when but do you know who me, said it though? Uh, no, because the funny thing is, in the book I stole from a martini bar where it's uh, where I originally read it, yes. it says unknown source. Oh, okay. So go so, ahead. What is that quote? Okay, I like to have a martini, two at the very most, three I'm under the table, four I'm under the host. Right. Like, I say that when I go to a party. Right. And then people are like, oh, the party has arrived. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the party. Can you imagine somebody looking at Maury going, the party has arrived? Yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> First of all, when's the last time you walked into a party and said that? Before COVID, like a friend's party. Like, when did How you go to a friend's party? So you walked in Morning. and like, ev- and you said that line, you said it out loud and what everyone f- stopped and turned? Yeah, what friend, you? Hold on. What friend's party? Okay, it was like Jackie's birthday. Okay. Who's Jackie? One of Matthew's coworkers. Okay. And there was like maybe five people there. Okay. And you walked in, you opened the door or and they I, opened the door and is the first words out of your mouth was this I martini. like to have a bar. No, I, I say it right. Out. I like to have a martini, two at the very most, three I'm under the table. Four, I'm under the host. <laughs> and what? Then everyone just like, ah, uh, the, the party's, party's here. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get out of here, man. Yeah. Do I have a favorite? I don't know if I have a favorite quote. I'm, I'm sure I do buried somewhere. Isn't it Bob um, Bug? <laughs> <laughs> it should yeah, be. Yeah, it should be. It should be. Um, I've always liked the uh, don't cheat yourself, treat yourself. I believe The Rock said that like forever ago. Yeah. That's always been a favorite quote of mine. Yeah. You know what's a favorite quote of mine? And I don't, it's not that I believe it, okay? Okay. But I just found at the time that it was so well thought out. And this quote was an absolute lightning rod when it was said. And is still talked about to this day. Hold on, I gotta make sure I attribute it to the right person here. Hold on here. While you find that, the other quote that comes to mind, (laughs) this is so stupid, and I just watched this movie again yesterday because it was on AMC all day, in Back to the Future, and they say, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. The George McFly line. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's another one that stands out Matthew and I quote uh, this line from The Devil Wears Prada all the time when we're going to family. Which is when Stanley Tucci um, is holding the door open and Miranda Priestley's arriving and he goes, gird your loins. <laughs> <laughs> what? Gird your loins. What does that mean? 
I, I assume it means like hold your insides. In, like get ready, troubles here. Okay, so here let me let me let me do. I this. was explaining. I know, your lines. I know, I know, I know, but I was I was on pause. Calm, calm your loins. Calm your loins for one he second. Care. Yeah. <laughs> so, and again, and again, I want to preface this by saying I don't agree with this. Okay? okay. But as far as a quote goes, when asked and how fast something that nobody had ever heard before took off and caused such incredible debate wow. that I still think about this quote all the time and just how impactful it was. Okay. Was in 2009, Women's Wear Daily asked Kate Moss if she had any mottos in life. And this is where Kate Moss said, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Nothing tastes as good. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. And that quote lit her whole world on fire. Wow. Like, absolutely. It changed everything but about, you, about Kate she, Moss. Do you think she made that up? That was That's what she said. Wow. That's what she no, said. No, but I wonder if you Google, like, if you deep dive. If, if you it, deep dive, it's attributed to Kate Moss. Because she said it then, but I wonder if she heard it from somebody. I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming that it was, if, if not Kate Moss, it was some other model. Because that sounds like there was a, like, like that, that sounds like something that's been around. It does, but it's been been around because of Kate Moss. But that's my, when I think of a memorable quote, not that I agree with it, that's the one that I think about because it's something that somebody said that absolutely just changed everything about that person because it changed the way people um, looked at Kate Moss. It changed the way people talked about eating disorders. It changed the way people talked about modeling. It changed everything, that quote. Well, I don't know how that feels, but I know what good tastes like. Right. You know what good tastes like? Well, what is what the does beginning? good taste it like? It never tastes as good as how skinny feels. No, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Yeah, but, so I know what good tastes like. Like, I've tasted good things, but I don't know what skinny feels like. <laughs> Okay, let's see here. Oh, B asks uh, specifically for Dammit Mori. Mm. You're in a race and you pass the person in second place. What place are you in now? First. Wrong. You're in second. Uh, Dana says here. Pause for discussion. Uh, okay, go ahead. If Discuss. you've passed the person who's currently in second place. Yes. I've passed them. Right. Which puts me in first. No. Oh, because assumably there's somebody else in front. Assumably. <laughs> Because assumably. New word. <laughs> New word alert. That's my favorite quote. <laughs> assumably, there's somebody else in front. That's my favorite quote. I wish we could go back and do that part of the podcast over again. <laughs> I need, I need that. I need to say that. Uh, Dana says here, coming up on the one year. <laughs> on the one year. Um. Pandemiversary in Canada. What has changed logistically about the show because of the restrictions? What's something you guys used to do before COVID that you can't do or had to really change now that you miss? I imagine there isn't much pinched or rub it on my face happening anymore, mm -hmm. uh, which really sucks. And she also says, hope you don't stop playing five and seven, which we don't. We will right. continuously play five and seven on the Rosamoka show. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff changed. Obviously, we just can't. I can't touch Ros anymore. No, I can't. Uh, one of the things that we used to do, you know, I thought about the other day. One of the things what? that we used to do on the show all, hug. The, all the time. No, we never hugged, Maury. Nobody Ever. knows that if you just say it. Um, no, I remember I used to crack your back, Mocha, every now and then. You where, know how much where, I think about that? Where I would 
um, walk up behind Mocha. He puts his hands on his shoulders, and uh, I bend down. I put my pelvis under his keister, and I lift him up and bend him backwards and crack yeah. his back. I thought about that because it was always funny when that would happen, and we can't do that anymore. Not that I want to, but you know what I mean? It's like we just can't. Like I, I don't like not having options to do things. Yeah. Even though I don't want to do that every day, it's just I get pissed off when you lose the option to do something. Like I can't it's kick like, your butt arm wrestling anymore. Right. Yes, exactly. So like the, the, it's not that I need to touch or I want to do all these things. I just hate that there's certain things that we can no longer do. Yeah. Like that, my back. So like right now I could, I feel like I could crack, like right. could get a, a good crack in, in there. Yeah. And I've tried to like crack my back myself, but I think about that so much yeah. that we can't have those things. You cracking my back on the radio yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a game she, uh, Dana mentioned a game like pinched where we take the clothes pegs and. Pinch each other, Dan right. Mori and I. But we can't do pinch, and that like birthed another game or the abbreviated version, which is snapped. Which I actually think that I prefer snapped. I think that snapped is the perfect evolution you, from. You can't even from like answer. Pinched. You don't even like. You don't know what it feels like. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> Maury, There's a lot of things that I can in, that I can say that I like, even though I don't know what it feels like. This is true. <laughs> don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> Uh, no, but I would say, um, yeah, just that and uh, really nothing else. Like, we still come into the yeah, studio. Yeah, there's really not. There's not that much. Every I single day we shots can still... with people. When did you ever do shots with people? Yo, this guy, I you're swear. Such a, you're such you a weird have... flexor right now. I, I did don't shots know. once with DJ Climax. No, I know, but I don't once. know. I, I, like you, Then you would have missed that in, like, 2017, you should have say I miss it because it had been so long. I know, but like when I say things, like there's no reason for you to shine a light on the negativity of it. Just go. You mean with the it. lies? <laughs> Don't yeah. shine the light on the lies. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes you say stuff in here, and like, you no, make no, it no. appear a lot bigger. It's <laughs> it's not. <laughs> than it really is. It's not a lie unless it's a lie. I know, but I don't know what to do with that when you say you miss doing shots. You don't regularly do shots with people. Like enough Your husband to, doesn't allow to, you to drink a full to say beer that, by yourself. to say that you miss it. Well, I miss the opportunity. Well, that's what I was just talking about, how yeah. it's options. Yeah, there's many options of right. doing things that you've never also, done. Also, doing shots with people, Maury, is not an option for you. <laughs> oh, it's not an option for, for you. For the you record, Jägermeister is the best thing to shoot. That's not true at all. When's the last time? How many times in your life have you had Jäger? Oh, no, I have Jaeger at home once in a while. I have a bottle in my fridge. What for? From when? I said, what for? Oh, for moments of clarity. Um, Matthew lets you keep Jaeger in the fridge? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Does he know what it is or does he think it's medicine? No, no, he knows what it is. Actually, I did Jaeger shots when his brother came over to install a light. <laughs> huh? I paid him with a Jaeger shot. Why did you need to get like a little wasted when the brother no, no, came it was, over? Hey, that was a great job. Thank you so much. Here, have a shot of Jaeger with me. Oh. Yeah. Did you pay him? No. No. <laughs> he won't take money, so that's why I do Jaeger shots with him. Right. And then, shots, huh? Like one each. Shots. One each. Oh. And then what happens? <laughs> and then he leaves. And then you're a little bit drunk after that? Absolutely. Yeah. And then what do you do with that? Oh, then Matthew goes, you should go to bed now. Yeah. It's 1 p.m. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Sleep it off. Okay, Jamie says here, if you're out shopping and the cashier doesn't scan one of the items you're purchasing and puts it in the bag anyway, do you tell them or not? Not at all. I I wouldn't want to to embarrass them. I find now with retail, it's a lot more difficult to do that because... (sighs) 
unless, well, actually, unless they're really checking your receipt when you leave. Mm-hmm. Because I find that security buzzer goes off way too too many times. Yeah. That it draws attention. But then See, again, like, when it goes off, not a lot of people who work there, employees at any given store, really rush to the See, door. The long goes down by the Scotiabank Arena here in Toronto mm-hmm. really needs to work on their layout. Because here's the thing. You, when you're buying things and scanning them, your cart is already through the detector and they're handing you the bag of stuff on the other, like they're passing it around on the other side. You put it in your cart. There's no other detector between there and the elevator to go out, right? What, what, what is this you're talking about, a detector? The scan, like the detector, like you walk through, it beeps or whatever if you haven't paid for something. Yeah. Haven't you ever seen that or heard it? Not at a grocery store. Yeah, they have it on yeah, either. Man. Yeah, they do it uh, in between. As you're going through to pay, there's well, on sometimes either side. it's up on the seal, uh, up on the uh, on the wall, just above the uh, right above the doors. And you've been to this Longos. Yeah, I hate that Longos. I'll never. I hate it. With but now passion. that you know how they do things, you may want to go back. No, hold on a second here. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You need to pay attention to your surroundings. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. No, listen, listen. Okay. But do you, I'm telling you how to get away with something. Okay. No, no, no. Okay, so you're telling me mm-hmm. that if I go to the grocery store, yes, and you're telling me that if in my cart I have a box of cereal mm-hmm. and two steaks, mm-hmm. uh, three cans of Coke, yep, and a watermelon, sure, and I'm, and, I'm and I pay for everything except for the watermelon, yes, I go to walk out the store, it's going to beep. There might be a chance that it's going to beep, yeah. No, but no. not if they handed it to you. If they put it in the bag. No. no. But you're talking about your specific longos. I've yeah. had stuff beep whether I've paid for it or not going through the uh, the exit. At, no, the lo- the at Loblaws, they have them on either side of the escalator going down to the parking. At the longos, once you've passed the cash area, you're you're clear. No, but okay, but if three sweet potatoes are not going to beep. There's, okay. There's nothing on a sweet potato that's going to make it beep when you go through the area. No, but the box of cereal would, or the detergent would. Okay, yeah, maybe things that don't that have like Produce the sticker with like the won't. four, uh, the four digit code might not. But to Maury's point, like a box of cereal that hasn't been scanned. Okay, I'm maybe. telling you, I'm telling you, I've been to a Ragu lot of, would. I'm, I've been to a lot of uh, uh, grocery stores. Mm-hmm. I have never once seen a grocery store where somebody walked out and and something beeped. I've never once passed anything that looks like a security checkpoint of leaving a grocery store. I just store. think that you don't really pay attention. I've heard it beep. Yeah, yeah. I've never. Like if I somebody has the water times. underneath and they forgot to put it on top and they go that through. That actually happened to me. It yes. beeps. That happened to me because, you know, you take the, the water, water, I take the whatever, case of water, yeah. you put it at the very yeah. bottom of the uh, of the, the shopping cart. Sure, yeah. Right? And the cashier, and even I would forget, right? Right. And you go through the door mm-hmm. and it beeps. And then I'll be like, oh, crap, I forgot to pay for this That's why I asked the sticker. And then someone will, someone will come over, scan it, and I, gotta, or go, I have to go back to the really, cash huh? register. I've never, yeah. I've never seen that before. Well, yeah. that's why if you, if you have a case of water and they can't fit it in a bag, they'll put a sticker on it that's with the logo that says if, thank they you. Never, <laughs> a bag big enough? <laughs> a garbage bag? <laughs> right. So they always put a sticker that says thank you or on, on it or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's, I'm, that's, this is all news to me. I had no, I had no idea. I bet next time you go to the grocery store yeah. and you walk like at the exit, yeah. take a look and see if you see. And you're at the grocery store every day. Any, uh, every day. yeah, any security. Huh. I'll check it out. 
But I've I've never seen it go off, and you know my neighborhood is not like. A, see, they need yeah, to start yeah. putting pictures of Roz on it. Then he'll see it. No, no, I, thank you. Uh, no, 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 you know, no, they don't need to Hot put a picture. Hot stuff coming through. No, they don't need to put a picture on it more. What, what it should be is it should be mirrored, <laughs> and then and then I would notice it every time. <laughs> Tom says here, what age did you start drinking coffee and or tea? Uh, like regularly, not the first time you tried it, right? Yeah. Regularly, I drank coffee. I started drinking coffee regularly in grade 10. Yeah. I would say grade about 10. the same. 10 or 11, I yeah. was starting to drink it coffee on a regular. Yeah. I used to drink uh, coffee, like two milk, two sugar all the time. Mm-hmm. I only recently started, especially on weekends, I'll drink like... Just a cup of as-is coffee. What is as-is coffee? Just coffee black? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, why do you say black coffee? <laughs> Nobody's, nobody in the history of anything has ever said coffee as-is. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine going to Starbucks? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll take a tall pike. How would you like it? As-is? No, you wouldn't even say pike. You could say, yeah, can I get a uh, grande as-is? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Uh, there's more life of the party walking in. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know what? I remember drinking tea, like, Earlier, way early way in my early. life. I yeah. have tea every night. Yeah. Lemon balm tea every single night. Yeah. My uh, my house is a big tea house. It yeah. was it was coffee. It's and a part then, of tea. And then, yes. And then in the evenings, it was all tea all the time. And... Um, my God, I started drinking tea, like probably grade six. Yeah. I'd have a tea. Yeah. In the evening. I'd say that. Yeah. About the same. Something like that. Yeah. Lemon bomb. If you ever have a hard time falling asleep, lemon bomb. No, no, no. I told not, Shem about no, lemon No, not, not that kind of tea. It was, this was just like regular, like orange just, pico. Yeah. Tetley like or tetley. red rose yeah, or something tetley. like that. Yeah. Tetley. Jasmine. Oh, are we talking teas? No, we're not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I used to drink. Oh, I'm like so disgusted in myself. Oh no! When I think about the way I used to have coffee oh, before, yeah, it would be like a large triple triple. That's Blah! so gross. But they right? but they taste great. A triple no, triple. It's too yeah. sweet. Oh, now that I think about it, God. When oh. I go to the diner, I pour that sugar out of that container. Like I would just watch it no, mound up in there. So gross. I remember at one point I would get like an extra large triple triple and an extra large uh like french vanilla oh my god and i would drink those back to back really yeah oh god that's too sweet you know what doesn't taste bad now cold coffee like there's a market for that like you should be able to go to starbucks and say can i get a cold coffee like ice like iced coffee no not that cold oh like room temperature coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, as is. As is, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Ivan wants to know, uh, what's your favorite beer? Uh, I don't really have a, I don't drink beer anymore. Bud Light. I don't drink beer anymore. I don't mind Coors. I really like Stella and Sapporo. Those two are my like really yeah. my my number one and two. Sapporo and Stella. My only my uh, the only beer that I ever drank consistently was Corona because I was mm. I'm never re- I was never really a beer guy and uh, or MGD. I'd go oh, like yeah. yeah I'd go I go I go MGD. But I I'll say this that I have not had. I've stopped drinking beer, right? I just, yeah. I don't enjoy it. I don't like the way it makes you feel, anything. But Catherine and I were out maybe two summers ago, and I we went to a Mexican place, and Roxy was at a birthday party, and so we went to this Mexican restaurant. It's just like a little drive through kind of thing, and tacos, right? And I'm like, okay, here we go. Tacos, and I'm going to, they didn't have cider or anything else, so I'm like, I'll just have a beer. It's Cerveza. summer. We're going to sit on the patio, everything mm. else. 
And I had tacos, got the beer. I had one sip of that beer and it was freezing cold. It was beautiful. The temperature of the yeah. beer was the best. I had one sip of it and I didn't touch it. At all? At all. Why? Because I hated it. Really? I hate Was it beer a Corona? Now. Yeah. I wow. hate beer now. Hate it. But if you had a Bud Light? Yeah. That cold? Fantastic. Ugh. I will say, I like Corona, regular Bud. For some reason, co- Corona reminds me of vacation. Yeah. yeah. That's why you have it. Yeah. Can you make the lime corona. go all the way to the bottom with your thumb? Yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> why do you Why do you put the lime inside? No, that's a trick. Like you push it in and then you can I don't put think it upside you're supposed down. to put the lime inside. No, you're not. You're not. You're no, not supposed you're to. You're supposed to just all. run rub, rub rub it around the rim, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then put your thumb in it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and make it go all the way to the bottom. <laughs> Okay. Every week on Instagram, oh man, we'll post a picture that reads Ask Razamoka. Ask your questions, we'll answer. Thank you very much for listening. This has been the Razamoka Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.